0: gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast.
1: This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am
0: the Green arrow hey super friends welcome back to the dc superpowers podcast issue number 25 for september 24th 2015 i'm your host ken and sitting along with me with um as always here in the basement of hall of justice is my good buddy Vern.
1: hello everybody so Vern, how are you doing tonight Pretty good, pretty good. Um, having a long week of school, but besides that, I, the comic books are keeping me occupied in my free time.
0: Oh yeah, well now that we're so far into Rebirth, it's crazy because there's so many titles. There was actually 13 titles to choose from this week for the reviews for September 14th.
1: So many, and then there's even more that's not even part of the Rebirth.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, like Super Friends, like we've been telling you, we're going to have to cut back the amount of comic reviews we do on the show. Um, now, like I said, if you have any um, ideas or anything on this, let us know what you're thinking. Um, so I, I would love to still be able to review every comic. I just – we don't have that much time. <laughs> Um, too yeah. much, too much goodness to fit in so little time. Exactly. Well, coming up on the show today, we actually Gotham came back this week, and Vernon, you actually watched the show.
1: Yes, I did. Watched episode one, season three. So,
0: um, we're gonna get your review on that. We're gonna talk a little bit of Gotham. We got a little bit of cinematic news. A little bit. Time Warner, the chief guy at Time Warner, has had had a little bit to say about DC's movies and Wonder Woman. And Whataburger are going to have a large, big rivalry, it looks like, or something. (laughs) That's a funny one. Yeah. Um, And then also, DC Entertainment put out their actual schedule for New York Comic-Con coming up in two weeks. So um, we have a list of some of the panels and things they're going to have there. Plus, we have all your reviews and your pull list and everything else for this week. But um, we're going to try to get it all in. Something we didn't get to last week, Vernon, was I sent you a picture... DC Comics is killing it for girls right now, especially for young
1: girls. Oh, yes, that's right.
0: We never got a chance to get to this last week. I no, was actually no, we both
1: at, had stories about that.
0: Well, I was at the grocery store, and I'm walking down the um the pasta aisle or the canned like raviolis and stuff, and Chef Boyardee has Justice League ravioli or pasta or spaghetti or something like that. But the Justice League they had on it, they had Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Batgirl. And the label of the pasta just
1: said Justice League, and it's um, it's funny that that happened to you because you sent me that picture about mm-hmm. ten minutes after my cousin sent me a picture of her daughters dressed up as Supergirl and Wonder Woman. And years ago, when I was young, they didn't make costumes for girls like that. They had to be either a princess or a, some type of different female character, but never a superhero. Yeah, it is. Um, awesome. So it's really nice to see that change. And even back in the day for um. Ravioli, those were targeted for little boys, not mm-hmm. not little girls. But now they're showing that it doesn't matter what gender your kid is or what sex your kid is. It, you can still have the same things for that boys like or girls like. Exactly. There are female superheroes, too.
0: Well, also, I was at Walmart yesterday, and um, walking back by the toy aisles, at the end of the aisle they have whatever they want you to see, you know what I'm saying, whatever they're pushing. Mm-hmm. They actually had an end cap that was all – dc superhero girls costume accessories they had um like wonder woman or supergirls cape they had the bracers and uh, some of the accessories to be wonder woman they it was amazing they had um a whole makeup kit that was made for dc superhero girls it looked awesome so like i said they are killing it for girls it's awesome bringing the girls into the fold um for years like you said it was everybody looked at comic books for young boys but now they've Everybody's proved that comic books are for everybody, not just young boys, not for just men. It's young girls, older and um, women, are all enjoying these as much as the rest of us guys.
1: Yeah, the boys and the girls, they can both like the superheroes. They have female superheroes. They have the male superheroes. But for years, it was only the guys they tried to push for that. I think it was the whole masculinity thing, saying, hey, only boys will get into this stuff. No, they've had female audiences for a long time now, so... Yeah, there's been uh, girls really reading nice comics all the way through. Oh, yeah. My mom was one of the people that was a big fan of any superhero. So from Wonder Woman to The Flash.
0: Well, you got to look at um, even back to the beginning. The reason um, Lois Lane, way back in the day, I think um, somewhere in the 40s, they actually, she had her the first Lois Lane comics. So women were really, reading I comics not, then. I didn't even know
1: there, was, there were Lois Lane comic books.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I know in the I '70s there was the whole Superman family comics. Jimmy Olsen had his own title for a while. Lois had a title.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you got to check out some still... of the
0: classic um, Superman.
1: I know they'll do like uh, one-off one book sometimes for certain characters, but I know we had like their own little series.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long they were, but they uh, mm-hmm. had titles for them. Okay, you had um, the one was actually it was called Superman's Pal Jimmy
1: Olsen. <laughs> then, you then, know what? I think I might have heard of that somewhere. The Lois Lane ones were called Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. That does not ring a bell. So. I think you might have been the one to tell me about the uh, the pal Jimmy Olsen. Probably. So, like, might be why. I'm just now getting used to all this.
0: So, um, but actually, uh, today, as of time of recording, you're actually going to meet one of your heroes.
1: Yes, I am. George Perez.
0: Hall of Fame Comic Con in Canton, Ohio. It's the first year they're doing it. If I had known about this last week when we did the show, we would have plugged it on the show. But um, you're going to go there, and George Perez is actually one of the guests.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm probably going to be going by myself, too. And I looked at uh, the website. They do have tickets pre-sale right now. Um, okay. I don't know if it's too late to get it, but um, I might just have to pick it up at the door. Well, it's actually not even that expensive. did you say it's only like $10 at the door? Oh, It's only 10 So yes, okay. I know when I went down to the um, Akron U when it took forever to get in line. Like get oh, a yeah. Line. Then when you got inside, that took even longer. But with everybody cosplaying and um, interacting with one another, it went by in no time. Yeah, so... Um... But yeah, well, in case anybody
0: doesn't know, what's some of the stuff that um, you're fans of with George Perez? Who is this guy?
1: Uh, George Perez was the artist for the New Teen Titans back in the 80s. Um, I think he worked on some of the Justice League, but the main thing I have uh, his books from that I have tried to read all of them were the New Teen Titans. So I'm going to take some of those and see if he can autograph them possibly, and I'm going to see if I can interview him. Even if I jot it down, I'm still going to give him a card, so we maybe can get him on the show. Mm-hmm. That would be really good.
0: Yeah, well, if I remember right, Marv Wolfman and George Perez were ba- – well, they're responsible for what we know as the Teen Titans now, really. Mm-hmm. The team that um, the team that they made the cartoon out of in the late 90s, early 2000s, and now, now that Teen, Teen Titans, Titans go, was right. the Wolfman and Perez team. He created Cyborg, and um, I believe he—they cr- together they created Cyborg, Raven, um, Starfire may have come from them also. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, because uh,
1: Jericho, um, Cyborg, Raven – and uh, Starfire, they were all new characters for that for those that series because Wonder Woman, Robin, and even Beast Boy were before the time. Yeah, and also they included uh, Wally West in there at some uh, first for some of the issues, uh, first couple of them. Well, no, for a while he was because he didn't become
0: Flash until the mid to late '80s. He was still Kid Flash.
1: Yeah, but from their run, he was he wasn't in there as long as the other ones were compared um, because that's when around the time when uh, Nightwing. Rob became Nightwing, then that's when Flash uh, was that, he was Kid Flash, then became the Flash, and both of them hung up their old sidekick costumes and became their own hero. Yeah. But uh, the first first cover, um, first book that they made was in November 1980. Yeah. And there was Pistler, Joris Prez, and Inker, uh, Dick Grand Grandirino, so.
0: Okay. Um,
1: well, yeah, also, both of if them I, put their minds together to get this cover going.
0: If I remember right, he actually created Nightwing.
1: He and, um, that would make it together, Right. Because I'm still doing, he, doing my research on him. Because he said Robin until then. Right. That was the first issue. So. Still doing my research on him so I can ask him the questions if I can. Get a chance to do so tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but Saturday.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be awesome to hear. Um, if nothing else, like I said, we're going to try to get him to come on the show so he can we can sit there and talk to him.
1: Right. And he even has looked like some runs of Teen Titans, um, Volume yeah. 2 in nineteen in nineteen nineties.
0: Yeah, I saw some of the ty- some of the covers they were showing here. I'm on his wiki, and I actually have a couple of these. I have some of oh, these ones awesome. of the Teen Titans from the nineties.
1: Oh, cool. So I don't have the uh, ones from this this series.
0: Yeah, they call it Teen Titans Volume Two. It started in October right, of ninety six. This um, was when Adam
1: uh, ran the team. Somehow. Oh, no, this
0: is different. What
1: Red- written and
0: penciled by Dan Jurgens with um, Perez inking it for the first fifteen. So he actually didn't do most of the artwork; he just did the inks. I mean, well, that's that part was- of it, also, but
1: right—that was in the '90s. He switched over from when he was doing the '80s. Yeah, After that's action, good stuff. Mind so it.
0: So, um, hopefully, you guys are going to hear more of, about Perez here if we get him on the show. Um, there's some other fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, there- I know they got a couple of Marvel guests. They have um, th- the one that I would have been really happy about was um, Howard Chaykin's going to be there, and he basically yeah, created have. the Marvels. Um, Star Wars comics from the 70s
1: Yeah, have he, Jim Stranko um, mm-hmm. then they have Howard and uh, Ryan uh, Was that Ryan Minarding <laughs> <I did>, yeah <laughs> never,
0: good luck with that one
1: yeah I, I have never
0: even heard of this guy then, he's um, one of James the
1: um, he's one of the visual effects guys from Marvel um, films the Marvel C- okay that's why see when it comes to like the movies and stuff I don't really know too much yeah. about those guys okay so that will be interesting. But um, the last name on the I list did. actually
0: is the DC guy also. I have to look this look up the um, show.
1: For uh, the Batman, Harley Quinn, hero, mm-hmm. um, Hourly, uh, James Patrick, yeah, writer. Yeah. And I'm looking, from all these, he's the only writer, actually. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Take that back. He's not. Um, Then, like you said, they got the guy there from Star Wars.
0: Now, starenko did a lot of stuff in the uh, Marvel in the 70s. I know Kylan and Dawn um, from Geek Watch 1 and Kylan from Mighty Marvel Geeks is all excited about going to meet him.
1: Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, he did a
0: lot of Nick Fury and Agent Fury and stuff like that. So, but that's what you're doing tomorrow. But what we did earlier this week was actually watch the premiere of Gotham. Yes. So, um, Very let me give you the quick rundown of what the the um, readout for the show, and then we'll get your impression of what you thought of it. Okay. Episode one was called season three. Episode one is called Better to Reign in Hell. Gordon works. In a monster-ridden Gotham, as a bounty hunter now, and seeks to find answers about Indian Hill or the about the Indian Hill escapees and why their powers appear to be killing them. Bruce's doppelganger roams the streets, and Barbara and Tabitha open a nightclub called the Sirens. And it doesn't say in here, but from the um, poster they show you, we do get a first look at the Court of Owls for
1: Gotham, pretty creepy. Well, which pretty actually, creepy in this
0: That's one of the few things in Gotham that does fit in the current um storyline because according to the current right. storyline the the owls the court of owls for have been around years. for centuries
1: yeah. right so that that was something i was completely okay with they could have went anywhere with that one
0: exactly so what was your overall impression though of gotham of the premiere of gotham
1: um like i said for me from what i know about gotham uh, and batman's history of all the rogues not what i'm used to but it wasn't bad interpretation of it um I really did enjoy that uh, you had the interaction between Penguin and the Riddler. Um, penguin's becoming more deviant, and I loved how Riddler told him in the show, remember Penguin, penguins eat fish. So yes. whenever he's trying to uh, get fishmen to keel- kill, Penguin's probably going to have the upper hand in that situation. Um, uh-huh. I just liked how they did show what's going to happen with Poison Ivy's character. How she's going to develop into being more of a older uh, character from what Selena is. I'm very interested on this doppelganger Bruce Wayne. That's going to cause a lot of havoc, but my most favorite part of the show is still commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um, no matter what they do with the show, uh, the actor always portrays Gordon in a great manner. It was interesting. Um, cause you got to and see Harvey's it. hilarious. <laughs> well, you get to see a lot of villains, these creatures. But, um, <laughs> but, um, overall, from I liked it. the show. I enjoyed it. Um, I was, something threw me off at the beginning. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I don't know if I like it. What was that? Uh, yeah, that's the one I was going to bring up was the Killer Croc.
0: Um that wasn't Killer Croc. I don't know though. what you're calling him. <laughs> it was weird cuz there was a pl- there was a lot of monsters in the for beginning, making a Hill on this. The big guy? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But um he had like bone plates sticking out of his back. I think these are just random guys are making. The one that actually looked more like actually one we know was the vampire type guy that was similar to maybe a man bat.
1: Yeah, after um after I saw the wings on that guy, at first I didn't know what the heck it was. I'm like, is this some type of lizard? I really didn't know. But then I saw the wings when he started flying out the window. I thought a man bat. Then I thought back with the killer croc. These might have all been, I don't know, I feel like each character when they become maybe killer croc, they might be able to trace that back to what Hugo Strange is doing. But definitely with uh, Kurt Langstrom, the man bat, that might have been his inspiration saying, hey, we can mix uh, bat DNA with human DNA. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I don't think it was actually the man bat. Or no, Gotham's version of Man Bat? Yeah, I don't think that was um, the real Killer Croc either, but you could definitely tell they were teasing at both yeah.
0: of those. Well, it'd be interesting because um, one of the executive producers, I guess, has actually come out and say that um, they're not sure they may use a Man Bat in this. So I'm wondering, is this it? Or is there a chance, like we've had with a lot of the other characters, that maybe we'll just see a young Kurt Langstrom, maybe he's still in college and he's not a professor yet. That'd
1: see, that would they go be interesting. That like an amazing the- thing, I think. Yeah, well, that's the thing I do like about the show. Sometimes they don't always deliver on that, but uh, when they do get the younger versions of them about the right age, they should be and give us hope saying, hey, here you go. Like the Hush, Tommy Hush Elliott. I was really happy to see him on that show. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, well, um, Rob, the only problem I have with that – oh, no, wait. Wasn't he a kid? He was, uh, yeah, he was, was a kid bully. in school with Bruce. Yeah. Um, okay. The one thing I did not like, they were to me, they should have been more best friends than just a bully. That gave them a little bit better dynamic in the books. But just seeing characters around that age uh, impresses me. Well, That's the why I am is, a little...
0: You make him a I'm bully. I'm curious Poison Ivy. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, you can say I'm just curious for
1: Poison Ivy. We can get back to that in a second, though.
0: Well, the curious thing with making him a bully is if they ever go back to that, they can always um, make that relationship actually grow. Uh, there's a lot of relationships, especially in um, this type of stuff, that one guy starts as a bully, and they slowly build a friendship out of that.
1: Right. So... Um, I could see that yeah. happening. Back to Poison if Ivy, to actually, I, What was that? I'd keep talking over you. Also, guys okay. I said um, it would be nice to see uh, Tommy come back if they will want to do that for sure. I'd be very interested. That's one of my favorite Batman villains is hush. So yeah. the more Tommy, the better for me.
0: Well, over to Poison Ivy, um, it's interesting. The guy who they had, um, like, none of the uh, monsters so far are actually characters we know that I know of. But um, isn't Calendar Man's power similar to what um, – this guy was doing where he sucks the life out of people?
1: Uh, no, and Calendar ages Man them? actually doesn't. He does not have any power whatsoever.
0: Oh, wait, no, he's he ages a, himself or something like that. Remember um, in the Rebirth issue, they made a newer version of no, Calendar not, Man.
1: I think you're thinking of Clock King.
0: Was it? Yeah, there's Calendar a Man.
1: That was Clock King. Um, Calendar Man, or if it wasn't Clock King, it was something with a clock. But Calendar Man, he doesn't have – he's a bad – he's a regular Batman villain. He's just crazy. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just psychotic.
0: Because I know there's a DC villain out there that actually can um, age people.
1: Right. Um, I couldn't think of who that was when I was watching the show. But I I see, I think, a Green Arrow villain or a Batman villain. But I think maybe a Green Arrow. Not for sure. Might be completely wrong on that, too.
0: Okay. Well, it was kind of cool that um, basically this villain could grab a hold of you and suck the life out of you and cause you to age rapidly. Well, he grabs – and it, it was awesome to see they brought in the original actress who played Ivy to set right. up for the new actress because um, he grabs a hold of Ivy's hand for about half a second and, she, and then she falls into a
1: um, storm drain. Right, and, and he only held on to her, guys, for about three seconds, if that, maybe two, and then she exactly. fell in the well, so if she was going to come out to be, what they say, she's going to be around like 18 or something? 19? Something like that, yeah. That would make perfect sense because he only held on for a couple of seconds. So
0: Exactly. Um, um, well, back to the Court of Owls. The guy with the black mask, oh, do you was, think that's that their um, current
1: talent maybe? Um, mm, Possibly. I don't want to say even a current talent. I'm just going to say probably maybe just a current leader. I really don't well, know. No, I um, don't think
0: he was the leader because the um, the lady who answered the phone actually sent him out.
1: True. You're right.
0: That's what made me think he was yeah, Isn't the talent there, um, basically their physical arm in the real, that actually takes right, care of business? He's the guy that
1: goes out and is like, hey, we got a problem. Go deal with that. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So maybe the, that's why I was thinking this may be that guy.
1: It could be. It could be. Um, I need to get more into the quarter of to figure out. Uh, my buddy in college told me everything about it at the time they made New 52, so I didn't yeah. feel the need to actually buy it. Uh, but with the way I've heard fans of Batman, they said that was still one of the best stories out of Batman's history, not even New 52. So I okay. I really do need to pick that one up. Cool.
0: Well, the um, next week's episode, I have the um, solicit for it here. It says um, the... episode two of season three is burn the witch fish mooney takes matters into her own hands to locate hugo strange forcing gordon to reluctantly team up with journalist valerie vale i almost said vicky (laughs) to find her (laughs) yeah i I meant to
1: ask you about that too um is that is that her how's that relationship? i think that's supposed to be vicky vale's aunt aunt okay that makes sense because uh we me and my buddies were watching that show and we were like is that her mother or is that her no i we think it's Bruce really vicky's aunt oh, okay then that um makes sense. it
0: says penguin rises in popularity after criticizing the work of the gcpd and bruce's in or yeah criticizing the work of the gcpd and bruce's investigation of the court of owls is compromised meanwhile ivy pepper is reintroduced into gotham city so we get to meet the new poison ivy next week
1: i'm really excited for that because i'm so curious on how that's gonna go. Um like I said I love the way they set that up. That was that was great. That was perfect, uh to do so. But um I just don't know how that's gonna relate to the story of what they're gonna do. Okay, I think she's probably gonna be more so just a um uh catwoman ally and maybe a fish mooney ally. I don't know. Although if also, I was I wanna kill Fish Mooney after what happened to me. <laughs> have some revenge uh, up for her but um I'm, I'm sorry i was trying to find marv that's the guy we're talking about that can touch somebody and drain their life out it okay. looks like he's just created for the show there's okay. no um comic book uh counterpart to him at all on you know, here, it just says for his wiki marv an inmate at arkham Asylum. that's just his name marv There's yeah. no nothing else yeah so, eh.
0: i wonder if he was actually based on another character somewhere i don't know
1: um, like so i'm still looking right now it says just the Indian hill uh fish movies game um uh, yeah it looks like he just for the show okay. no relation references nope just for show
0: okay well that was gotham for this week and um hopefully you're gonna keep watching it at least to see what's going on with the court of owls
1: yeah that's uh gonna be one of the biggest things for fans out there is the Court of owls uh like i said that was one of the better stories from batman's um Rose Gallery was the Court of Owls, and Talon. Talon was a very—he kept Batman on his feet, physically and mentally.
0: Yeah. Next up, Variety was covering this. That um, and that, for people in entertainment, they um, and other places may have heard of this. That um, Goldman and Sachs actually had. Let me find where it went. The uh, ad popped up there. Goldman and Sachs um, communcopia investor ad now just jumped on me again. Goldman and Sachs um. Communicopia Investors Conference was this week, and uh, the CEOs of these major, huge companies have actually go there and um, have Q and A's with the different investors. Um, and actually, the chairman and CEO of Time Warner, Jeff um, Bukes, was actually there to talk to the investors, and he said um, DC Comics movies have actually still a little bit more room for improvement. Now, um, what he was saying was. Um, Buke said to the – now, this is from Variety. It says, he said the studio has enlisted DC Comics Entertainment, Jeff Johns, and um, John Berg to guide the new movies. We already know that. Jeff Johns is now president of DC Entertainment
1: Films. We got that Um, one, too.
0: But he sees sees no reversal in Warner Brothers' ambitious plan for releasing a string of DC-branded tentpoles through 2020 with Wonder Woman and Justice League coming out next year. Now, according to Bukes, he says the strategy worked. The execution did deliver what we wanted to or we what we wanted to do. We can do a little we can do a little better on the creative. We're right on course or better with the plan um, or with the plan. He cited he said citing Suicide Squad's legs at the box office to date or as of right now, the picture or the time of this article, the movie has actually made over about 720 million dollars.
1: That's funny because it wasn't that a week ago. I think we were talking about it was uh, only seven hundred million. So exactly. It's so
0: they're still making money. And what it is is they. And a lot of people are talking about this. How there, especially with the DC Comics movies, there's a major disconnect between people going to the box office and the critics. Right. The critics you no know, say this is terrible. Don't go see this movie. The fans still go see it no matter if, anyway.
1: Right. But even the general moviegoers enjoy the movie. Exactly. Obviously, from the numbers.
0: Well, he said he also continued on to say that um, the main thing was to launch DC and reinvigorate it with the fan with the fan base. The reboot of Batman with Ben Affleck in the role was a big success. He also noted that the fan reaction to actress Gal Gadot's debut as mm-hmm. Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman well. has, was positive. Every, that's the one thing everybody loved out of that movie was the was Gal Gadot and. Um, Ben Affleck, those two knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah, so and I was really shocked on the uh, Gal Gadot. I didn't think I would hate her, but I at some to a certain extent I liked her better than Ben Affleck. Probably because I've seen Batman so many times. I've never seen Wonder Woman on screen, and with the music hitting and her execution into the fight scene, and the smile she had on her face was like, "That's Wonder Woman. That yeah. is our that's our um
0: Amazonian." So that's what he said. That um, there's still room for improvement. That's why they put jeff johns and john berg in charge here john berg is a veteran of warner brothers films jeff johns everybody knows is mr everything dc comics right now so um yeah
1: he he's king right now in my opinion over there
0: yeah so he's the guy behind rebirth he's done a lot of different stuff um so it looks like a bright future for dc comics movies
1: good That's but really neat.
0: maybe not um for Whataburgers. Involvement. <laughs> now, anybody doesn't know, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of funny, but um, Whataburger is actually a hamburger chain, like a McDonald's or a Burger King, from Texas. And um, the Texas hamburger chain, this is Newsarama, picked this up, and it's been all over all the sites. Um, the Texas hamburger chain, Whataburger, has revealed that they are in, quote-unquote, friendly trademark discussion with DC Comics over the resemblance between the recent Wonder Woman film logo and the fast food chain's long-standing Flying W logo, which does have a little bit of resemblance, but you could say the WWE logo looks very similar also. Anything with stacked W's looks like this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They said, contrary to some suggestions, Whataburger is not at war with Wonder Woman over her newly redesigned logo. In fact... Whataburger supports superheroes like Wonder Woman and her friends in the Justice League, said Whataburger in a statement to the Houston Chronicle. Truth be told, Whataburger's own superhero, Guy, would love to team up with Wonder Woman and her friends sometime to battle evil together. Now, Whataburger's W logo originated in 1972, and in 1985, both DC and Whataburger recognized that the two logos constituted separate trademarks according to the Houston Chronicle. However, Whataburger now says they feel the new Wonder Woman logo is too similar to their brand. Um, another quote, while Whataburger noted Wonder Woman's registration of her prior Stack W logo as a trademark in 1985, it did so with, without a great deal of concern given that the, ver- that the version of Wonder Woman's logo at the time was somewhat different than Whataburger's Flying W logo. in particularly because Wonder Woman's logo was registered for comic books and not food, beverages, or restaurants. It'd be kind of interesting. Imagine the compromise if they did something like, um, do you remember back in the 80s the um, hostess commercial or um, ads you'd find in the comic books? Yeah. You'd have the um, different hostess um, snack food characters fighting alongside the superheroes?
1: Right. Do you think we might just get, like, well, so they're doing the Snickers, just have them eating a burger in there so they stop something. all
0: this? Or, like they said, they have their own superhero, that what a guy, have what a
1: guy fighting side by side with Wonder Woman? That would be pretty cool. Either or. Cause um, it's just a logo. They're not. There's no copyright against the name. So exactly. And so. how many how many W's is actually in Whatab- Whataburger's logo? That them, is just the two. It's a whole bunch. Just stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So it. And actually, I wonder if to start all this.
0: I'm surprised they're not. I flipped to the next article and you see the Wonder Woman 75th logo. And looking at that, mm-hmm. that looks a lot more like their Whataburger logo than the movie logo does. Are you over on the next article yet?
1: I'm trying to get down there.
0: It's right on the top I'm the
1: Oracle, but I don't... Oh, that very one orange? Yeah, that looks identical like what they just did. That looks out. very
0: similar to the Whataburger logo. And actually, that brings us to the next um, story. DC Comics has actually released their New York Comic-Con schedule. Now, um, this is a long press release, so I'm just going to hit the highlights of it. Um, but they said if you go to their All Access app, which we've talked about on here before, they have a full list of everything they're doing at Comic-Con on the All Access app. So did you get to read through any of this yet?
1: Uh, for some reason, it let me go so far and was lagging so bad. I didn't. I went through about almost half of it.
0: Okay. Well, we'll start at the beginning here. Um, it says catch up with you on that one. Obviously, um, New York Comic Con is a huge convention on um, October sixth through the ninth this year, um, and DC Comics is going to be um, people there are going to be the first to learn exciting details about the first uh, publishing event of the Rebirth era um justice league versus suicide squad they're also going to learn about the next wave of rebirth story arcs and some surprise new titles and then there's a um star-studded Commandi challenge oh that's that um map thing isn't it that they were talking about before yeah that's some kind of map mm-hmm. challenge they also are going that to have fun. a 75th anniversary of wonder woman um events going on and also yeah. um jim lee drew the cover of the con book and it's actually uh, celebrating Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary also.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like that she actually got on the cover this time for our uh, Comic-Con.
0: Well, then when you go to the um, DC Comics booth, they're actually going to have a whole bunch of the yeah. props and stuff from the new movie. And also, and they're going to have um, some of Gal Gadot's costumes, including the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman armor. But they're I also going to have cool. the 70s Wonder Woman TV series costume from Linda Carter. Then they said they're also going to have um, all the fans of the DC superhero girls that we mentioned earlier yeah. are going to get a chance to meet the superhero high characters in costume throughout the weekend as well as have their picture taken in front of the green screen backgrounds of um, oh, popular DC and, that and Warner Brother themes.
1: That'd be sweet.
0: Now, um... The next set is actually a series of different panels they have there, and they've got all kinds of panels like they do. Um, New York is only is smaller than San Diego Comic-Con, but it's basically the second Comic-Con in the country, isn't
1: it? About. Right. Yeah, that thing stays packed. I remember listening from this uh, in old mag- Wizard Magazines when oh, I was yeah. little. I used to love Wizard magazines. I didn't even understand what a Comic-Con really was back then. I, when I was little, I was like, ooh, more toys they're going to release here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this has became just a big phenomenon. It's- Bigger than life almost right now.
0: Well, this they um, show some of the panels are gonna be there. I think there's gonna be more details and stuff, but like it says, it says in the article here go to um, or in the press release, go to the DC All Access app and they'll give you a whole lot more information. The first panel is um, we can talk about these as we as I um, figure them out or as we read them, but um, the first panel is with a record setting 12 million copies shipped this summer. The rebirth, what's next panel will be packed with superstars, superstar talent, dishing the latest on their current and upcoming story arcs, including Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti that are doing uh, Harley Quinn, Juan Ferreria doing, that's doing Green Arrow, Ben Percy doing Green Arrow and Titan Teen Titans, Christopher Priest from Deathstroke, Greg Rucca from Wonder Woman, Rob, Rob Venditti from Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, and Joshua Williamson, from The Flash, who's also going to be on packed. hand to talk about what's next for the Scarlet Speedster and reveal details of what's going to come in the um, Justice League versus Suicide Squad because he's writing that also.
1: That is packed.
0: Yeah, that one's on Saturday at 11am in room one a 1A06. So that one's going to be awesome because that's where you're going to learn about the new sh- titles coming in the second wave of Rebirth. Um, I'm hoping like they did with San Diego Comic Con that they're actually going to live stream some of this.
1: Hopefully, I think they will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they will. For Comic-Cons, they they never want to miss anything out of there.
0: Yeah. So, um, and hopefully they'll be on, and actually being on a Saturday at 11 a.m., I could actually be sitting uh, sitting on my backside right here in front of the computer.
1: Yep, and we won't be having to work at that time. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, the next panel is one of the world's most popular superheroes and powerful global symbol of justice, equality, and peace, will be center stage at the Wonder Woman 75 panel. The event will include a collection of writers and artists who continue to create thrilling stories for the iconic Amazonian superhero, including Mark Draco from Wonder Woman 77, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez from Sensational Comics featuring Wonder Woman, which is the digital, both of those are digital only, or digital firsts, um, Yannick Paquette from Wonder Woman Earth 1, Greg Rucka, which is doing Wonder Woman currently, Jill Thompson from Wonder Woman The True Amazon, Kat Staggs that's working on The Adventures of Supergirl Digital, and Shay Fontana, who's doing the DC Superhero Girls Hits and Myths. That's Friday at 5.15. And I look, there's actually panels for each of the um, Trinity that they're doing. Ooh. But this is that Wonder Woman 75. I wonder how similar it's going to be to the um, San Diego Comic Con panel they did.
1: Um, it's definitely going to be similar. I just don't know how close they're going to go, but probably not too far off.
0: Okay. One one thing I didn't notice. We'll wait till we get to the end. But there's no Aquaman stuff. And if I remember right, this month is the 75th anniversary of Aquaman. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Next up, they I'm have look the, into that one. <laughs> well, next up, they have the DC All Access panel. Um, and it is the place to be for the latest news not only in on comics but the latest news on other dc and warner brothers divisions including dc collectibles warner brothers interactive entertainment and more top talent including shay fontana from the dc superhero girls hitter myths uh marguerite bennett from dc comics bombshells kevin Kinnery from dc collectibles steve orlando from midnighter and apollo and uh, Joshua Williamson from The Flash and Vertigo's Frostbite will all be there on hand to talk about what's to come in the DC Universe. That's Thursday at one forty-five p.m.
1: And uh, I'm looking at Aquaman. That that is a his 20, uh, 75th is coming up, but it's in October, so uh, uh, yeah, maybe we might get something from them that they're just surprising. I don't know. Well, we'll it's see. possible.
0: I know Comicsology is running a, some spe- a special because of the seventy-fifth,
1: but and uh, DC Comics are running some volumes.
0: Well, the next one up, they have, um, they have it. They're playing this up because this is the press release. But Gerard Way, the Eisner winning Eisner winning writer, and My Chemical Romance frontman Gerard Way will be revealing more details about his pop, or his brand, or his brand new pop up imprint at the um, DC Young Animals panel, which will also feature fellow collaborators Nick Darrington from doom patrol jody hauser from mother panic marley zarcone from shade the changing girl and more so we'll get and the It'll nice thing about this one is that. a couple of those will have already been out so he right. can actually talk about what and we can see what actually they're talking about to which doom patrol already came out you've not got a chance to read it we're, that's one we're gonna have to add to our list of reviews just so that we can let everybody know what it, what it was all about okay now there's a couple more panels here some of them don't really the last two really don't affect us because they have a Mad Magazine panel. We don't talk much about Mad Magazine. And then Graffiti Designs is going to be selling a lot of um, alternate covers for books and things of that nature. But um, the next one actually on the list here is um, take a trip to Gotham City at the DC Batman panel to find out what's in store for the world's greatest detective and his cohort cohorts. Alongside the Batman team of Tom King and David Finch and also our Batman writer Scott Snyder, this must-attend panel also featured will also feature julie benson and shauna benson from batgirl and the birds of prey steve orlando from batman knight of the monster men tim seeley from nightwing james tinian the fourth from detective and more and more so this was another loaded panel i mean everybody that does any of this is going to be here and then the the last major one of what we cover is um sword of new heights and the man of St- or with the man of steel at the Bat- dc superman panel Set to set to include DC writers and artists, including super, the Superman team of um, Pat Gleason, Peter Tomasi, and Doug Mank, along with Phil Jimenez from um, Wonder or er, Supergirl, and Steve Orlando from Super or er, Phil Jimenez from Superwoman and Steve Orlando from Supergirl. Fans will get a sneak peek into what's to hit the shell or hit the streets of Metropolis and beyond, and that's Thursday. So they, they have the full Gambit pretty much covered here. Um, the other one that I didn't cover yet in here is um, they're having a Vertigo panel also. So um, anybody who's interested in that, the Vertigo panel is Friday on um, F4. This is for anybody who's actually going to be at Comic-Con. And Super Friends, if you're going to be at Comic-Con, we'd love to have you actually um, get a hold of us at Podcast at gmail.com. We'll have you come on and tell us all about Con- – because we're not going to get a chance to get out to New York
1: Comic-Con. Right, there's no way we can. So we're going to need – If you, is anybody out there that's going or live out there? So anybody, uh, yeah.
0: anybody who's going to show
1: one. and we can talk about it, hear your voice on here.
0: We need a con correspondent that's going to be at some of these big shows. So I know there's lots of people listening, and some of you are actually going to go to the show. Um, get a hold of us. Let us know um, if you want to actually come on and be a con correspondent. Tell us all about the show. Um, so that's what they're doing at Comic-Con. It's going to be a loaded show just like all these Comic-Cons are. Um, you're gonna have probably a lot of casting news, uh, movie announcements, and things like that. So um, I just wish I could be there. So, but that takes care of most of our news for this week, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So I think it's time to get into our comics reviews. This is for September 14th, and the first one we decided to do. Do you want to do All Star Batman? Sure. Go for it.
1: Um, pull it back up. Actually. This one bounced
0: bounced around a lot too.
1: A lot. Um, but, I'm really liking the. I'm really uh, liking this book.
0: Yeah, well, they put—they're trying to put every villain in the DC universe in this book, which
1: is sweet because there's a lot of characters in here I haven't even heard. There's some that was from the video game. Yeah, well, like who? Uh, Copperhead. He's not been in the comics. Uh, he's been in the comics, but she hasn't been in the comics. Not that I, not that thing. She might have been, but I know she's came from the video game, the female Copperhead. Okay. From Arkham Origins, so I was like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? You're <laughs> <laughs> he just for the video game. So that was pretty cool to see the female uh, Copperhead on here. They still don't know her name. But anyways, we'll get into that as uh, we go by here. This is uh, the second one, and you have right now, two days before our present events that's happening, it's Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Bullock in the car together, smoking a cigarette, talking about the uh, trying to get to the bottom of everything that's going on right now. And once we get later on to the story, it has a lot to do with Bruce Wayne and Batman, and not in a good way at all. Um, they get to Bruce Wayne's house, so there's going to be something going down that the police are going to find out. And now we're in the present time for the next page. Well, and this the interesting – hold on a
0: second. Before we get through that, um, this actually – if this is part of the main uh, um, timeline and stuff, this answers kind of answers a question people have been wondering for years.
1: Does uh, just Gordon, Gordon know?
0: know? And this one, with all the stuff that's going on with Batman, he goes directly to the Wayne Manor and um, – he said, and it says the clock is in the study. We take Manor, Wayne Manor in thirty seconds. So it seems like he already knows where he's going in Wayne Manor.
1: And this reminds me also of what was going on in the uh, present video or last video game, Arkham Knight. the uh, The ending was something similar to what's going on now. The police showing up at Bruce Wayne's house, and they all know Batman, and Bruce Wayne are one and the same. So, yeah. I wonder how far they're gonna go with the comics right now with the story. But um, in the present events as of now, you have Killer Croc and Two Face. Excuse me, on the uh, train fighting Batman, and they're taking it to him right now. Um, it doesn't take long before Killer Croc brings in the rest of the gang that he's put together to take out Batman. Yep, and that is King Shark, and what is this guy's name? Amandala. Uh, I never heard of him.
0: I have heard of him. I forget where I heard him from. He may have actually been in Gotham. Uh, Possibly. Let me, we're going to have to look into that. Yeah, I'll look him up while you're uh, while still I'm talking. Going.
1: But all three of these goons are the muscle right now, so Two-Face doesn't have to do anything but stand by and uh, talk his trash to Batman and see what happens, trying to kill him. But Batman's so resourceful, of course, he takes them all out, uh, gets them off the train, and um, now it's just him and Harvey Dent left alone once again. And from what I can tell in this book, Harvey knows who Batman is, but he still has a split personality, so sometimes he will be talking to Harvey Dent. Next time, he'll be talking to Two-Face then again he might be talking to both of them and um as they get past the tunnel of the train there are two more assassins female assassins that come in and uh poison batman and that is the Shashire cat and the copperhead now this is the copperhead if anybody played the arkham origins video game this is not the male copperhead we're used to seeing in the comic books i don't know how they weave her in there but she's now in the main continuity of the books and she still is known as jane doe as her real name now, Two-Face is telling Batman the poison's going to get to you in less than no time, so you only got so uh, little time to get a cure. Batman strings up Harvey and takes him with him and says, you're going to have to give me the antidote. They put a stop to the train car, and they both go flying into the river. And this is 20 hours ago. This is worn white, penguin, and black mask. They have their own team now called the Lord, what is this, Gotham's Lords of Organize, Organized Crime. And I do like in here, Ken, that black mask his mask is not burnt to his face that we know of he keeps changing mask in every book because he has a different one in the Red Hood Outlaws and he has a different one in here and if I'm correct he had a different mask on from previously Um, and they're talking to this guy and he's got a bottle of liquor in his hand, and they're telling him he's the only one that can probably take out Batman. And he says he's very good at what he does. And then well, as I'm reading this, I'm curious, like, who the heck is this guy? Uh, This guy doesn't mess around, and he follows his own rules. So whoever hires him has to go by what he says instead of what they want. Well, but it does. It actually, it gives you a little
0: uh, – I didn't notice when I first read it. But as they're talking to him, you see what's in the case when the he sets down the bottle
1: there. Right. See what's
0: in the case in that fr- panel right it's beside it? It looks like it's
1: Talon. That looks like Talon's mask. Mhm, And from what we said about the quarter owls, he can go toe-to-toe with Batman. So I think they're asking, and this guy has a hood on him. We can't really tell who the heck he is. He's in a row. He has only one arm. Yeah. Um, But he says there will be a mess, and you guys will need to clean that up. So now we go back to uh, 20 hours ago, and you see Duke and Alfred in the Batcave discussing how uh, Toothface Face was Harvey Dent at one time, was Bruce Wayne's best friend. Then he got uh, to that incident that messed up half his body, and now he is Two-Face. But before he became the the uh, crime leader, him and Bruce Wayne were best friends, so he knows who Batman is. Yeah. But the Two-Face part of his brain doesn't know that, although that's not really for sure. They may know this, or he may know this, but he just hasn't acted on it. Right now, the thing that uh, Alfred's afraid of is him proving and exposing it to the world. Mm-hmm. And Alfred's praying to God that no one ever finds out. But there is a problem with some type of formula, and Duke notices it. So he has to go to Batman or Bruce before it's too late. Exactly. And um, now they're back to where uh, Harvey, Dan, and Batman are fighting in the in the lake right now. And they're duking it out underwater, and on, above water. But, of course, Batman gets the best of Harvey, and he's just in the water bloody telling him to get up. Um, And he's saying, you'll never win this and he's going to try to get that secret out, and he's got all his assassins for him, so it's a very unlikely chance Batman will get out here alive. Now they go back to a memory of when Harvey and Bruce, just Harvey and Bruce, no Two-Face, no Batman costume, just them being friends, and he's uh, thanking him for, every, for following him every step of the way. It means a lot to him. And then he said, you've dropped this, and this is his double-headed coin. Now, at this time, I don't think it was scratched up. It was just a two-sided coin. Yeah. And Bruce gives it to him, and he asks him, ask Bruce, but well, how did you know my coin? And this might be where he says it had the two heads on it, but we'll figure it out pretty sure in the next issue, because it cuts back to Harvey's henchman picking him up. It looks like a, a Brink's truck. Um, uh, I think it's actually a um, paddy a wagon type thing. Paddy wagon, okay. Yeah. It's heavily armed, and uh, this goes back to exactly what his memory was. One of the henchmen has Harvey Dent's coin, and he says, here you go, hang on to this. Well, I think those so are actual looked- local police remember oh, he's that he's offering him so much he's money offered, yeah he anybody. told he
0: put up so much money that anybody who can help free him from this batman will get the money so they got cops they have bad guys they have some of the good guys we see in here
1: everybody's yeah. trying to find them I, I forgot about that um as long as there's money involved anybody be willing to go for this because it was half a billion dollars i think I, it was everything
0: that um all of the crime lords in gotham have in the bank basically. that
1: was it that was it so, but the, I wouldn't want that money. I said that previously. With all yeah. the, that dirty money for the people that owns that, no. But anyways, Harvey uh, gets the coin. But the here's the problem: one of the cops flips it for Harvey, and he says, "If he gets bad heads, he dies." And Harvey says, "Oh, is that right? You're gonna start flipping my coin?" So he shoots the guy because it, it did have a bad heads when he thought he was gonna shoot Batman. But yeah, no, so it turns out nobody can flip Harvey's coin, but. Harvey didn't, and the other guys figure that out, and they'll keep that in their mind if they well, know better. what's the chances that it's not that?
0: It's just um, Harvey decided, you know what? Badhead means someone dies, and he chose the cop instead of
1: Batman. It could be because from what we learned more of the dialogue, they're saying he doesn't want to kill Batman as of right now. He wants him to be embarrassed because yeah. said your secret identity is laying on the mayor's desk as we speak. Batman can't have any of that, so... <laughs> He kicks the other henchman, or just the policeman, if you want to call him, although he's being a henchman right now, bends his kneecap backwards. Very brutal. And, oh, yeah. And uh, the guard's up front, says, uh, not, it doesn't sound good back there, something's going on. Then he also says, not going good up front either, as they're driving the truck, and they look ahead, it's KG Beast.
0: Now, do you know where good. we saw him the last time? Last time you saw KG Beast, Anatoly um Kna-
1: Last time I seen him anywhere was on Batman, um, Batman or Superman.
0: Exactly. He was the leader of, um, he was basically, um, Luthor's head henchman. He was just the beast at that earth. Right. Now he's just the beast. He used to be the KG
1: beast. Um, and I was wondering about that in the movie, if we'll get to see him again, because I know he got blown up and might've died, but also remember KG beast has some bad wounds on him. Yeah. So you might be able to see him again in another Batman movie. Who knows? But uh, KG, or the Beast, shoots up the car, or the truck, and flips it over. Doesn't move a muscle, but it goes right over his head as it misses him. hmm And then this is mile marker 107 of uh, 459. Yeah, remember, they have
0: now. 459 miles to get to where Batman wants to take him.
1: Oh, miles. Oh, there we go. there. But this goes back to two days from now. And this is a uh, hard... Harvey Bullock and uh, Commissioner Gordon they open up the clock inside of Bruce Wayne's mansion. It looks like it's broken into, and you know what leads to the Batcave? That clock. So, well, the thing uh, is, Gordon- it looks
0: like Harvey knows what's gonna, they're gonna find also, because mm-hmm. um, they smash the clock. Har- right. or Gordon asks for a flashlight, and um, Harvey looks at him and says straight up, Jim, there's no coming back from this. You
1: get that, right? <laughs> He says, like now, he doesn't care. And it also looks like the uh, cops are holding Alfred captive, too, right? now. not captive, but they're restraining him so he doesn't uh, stop them from their investigation. Yeah. The last uh, panel of this is, damn, Bruce, what the hell have you done? Exactly. So from all this time, it looks like the GCPD may find out. I don't know how they're going to turn their back away from this. Uh, But that was the end of that part of the story. Now, did you want to go into the Duke story?
0: We can go into the Duke story a little bit. Um, we can learn a little bit about Duke's backstory. Um, we find out what is that about his parents, about his some of his birthday and stuff, and we find out that his mom is still alive, but she's in an asylum of some sort.
1: And she, and is, she
0: is crazy. Nuts. I mean, she this is
1: totally crazy. The art on this guys is amazing. If you haven't picked up Batman All Star issue number two, pick it up. And there's a second story in there that goes on Duke's backstory, from what his mother looked like when he was a child to what he, she looks like now. Mm-hmm. Completely different. This was this is some of the nightmares the space of hers right now. Yeah, well, uh, and her dialogue is just evil. Well, this is the cursed wheel part two. Remember,
0: there, um, Duke is actually being trained by Batman and um, Alfred in the no, ways that Batman was trained, and Alfred made no, the cursed wheel for that.
1: And there's still no um superhero name or uh, another wise, or another known alias for Duke right now, which yeah. they really need to come up with. Duke doesn't have a name yet. <coughs> Well, they're back
0: where, um, remember the last issue, they had um, found people, I think wasn't it Victor Zaz had people that he was killing. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're, st- they're investigating the crime scene, checking things out, Batman's on one level, Duke goes down to another level, he's remembering his mom being crazy, um, he's checking stuff out, then Batman's at the top of the steps, talking to Duke, um, and they're just talking back and forth, um, talking about parents and about just different things with that, and the different parts of the wheel, um... And then Bruce walks away for a minute um, because Duke is trying to decide whether or not he actually does want to do this and be a hero. Um, And then he's looking at – Duke's looking at a picture. You hear, who are you? Um, Looking at the picture, Duke asks, who are you? And then someone says from behind him, she's a Mark, like you. He spins around as Victor Zaz slashes him across the chest with a knife.
1: This was a scary image of Victor Zaz as well.
0: Oh, yeah. So – and then that's the last – or the last panel from this book
1: until next month Uh, I'm really liking the all-star Batman Um, like I said we've seen so many characters I didn't even think we got some from the video game it just shows how big of a rogues gallery Batman really does have
0: yeah oh yeah Batman most people see Batman as the number one rogues gallery in DC Comics followed by um, actually followed by Flash
1: right and I think Batman has the best rogues gallery out of any comic books yeah uh, characters and the thing about his characters are most of them are still human we have like uh Killer Croc, Great White Shark. I'm sorry, not Great White Shark, King Shark. Was he actually a Batman villain, King Shark? I don't know. No, he put him in the book, but Sassire wasn't a Batman villain either. These are basically villains from any uh, DC continuity. If they want the money, that's what they're going for. But it did show uh, some older villains, I think, like a Great White Shark. Last time I heard of him was in the Arkham Asylum uh, comic books. You're talking about Killer Shark, right? No, a Great White Shark. Oh, uh, you that know, was with, uh, oh, the guy who was painted Yeah, Great White. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard him in years. See, I've never I even heard of him. But he was in Arkham. Um, I can't think of the book. It was a book from Arkham Asylum, and I don't even know if it was exactly from the video game, but the actual book, Arkham Asylum, I can't remember. But Great White Shark had a role in there, and his ears got uh, frozen, and lips got frozen off by Mr. Freeze. It was pretty nasty.
0: Huh. Well, that takes so. us to the end of All-Star. Um, yep, it brings us, the, next one. the next one is actually Detective Comics 940, which this has an interesting ending the way they do it. They kind of yeah. cheated their way out of this one.
1: They did it. This book basically had you go through a roller coaster of emotion.
0: <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> well, we know as of last time that all the drones are attacking Tim Drake, and everybody's trying to get to Tim as fast as they can so that he would survive this. Well, they open up on um, in the airship with the, um, the colonel and the hacker... Trying to get find a back backdoor to get in to shut down these drones because um uh what's his name? The colonel guy. Um uh talking about Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob um doesn't want to take out anybody except for these sleeper guys. So he and he realizes what's gonna happen. If Robin dies, Batman will make a personal vendetta to take him down. He doesn't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> no one wants to deal with that. Yeah. So, um, they're fighting back and forth about, there has to be a back door. You have to figure this out. The hacker guy's telling him that I purposely did not put a hack door back door in there so no one could hack these drones. Um, and then back woman shows up and starts levels the everybody. Um, she comes up to her father and knocks him out still looking. Um, but when she knocks uh, knocks him down, the guards bring up their guns about to attack her and he tells her, stop, this is a personal matter. So the two of them get to fight back and forth and back and forth, um, And um, he tells her that there's a point, going to come a point very soon when you're going to actually understand that I was actually the good guy here. So he's still maintaining that he's doing this to save the country and save the world. Then they move on. They're still fighting back and forth, trying to um, stop the drones. And then, um, so she, he says, well, if you're not going to fight with me, then this is where you need to get off. And she says, you first. And then she dives and takes him through the window. And they land onto, into a um, warehouse, and they just continue their fight. So, um, so uh, Batwoman or Batman's um, Batwoman tells him that Jacob Kane is in her custody. What's what else is going on? Find out what. How how are we going to save Robin? So um, Batman's update was Nightwing is actually trying to get a hold of Midnighter to get a hold of door technology to see, get to him faster. Um, but everybody needs to get to Old Wayne Tower to find to get to Robin. And then we cut to Robin. And so far, he's surviving. He took down every one of the drones.
1: He's, he looks beat, though. He Oh, he's, yeah, he got he, beat down. He's about he, done. Yeah. He, he, he has to use his staff as a cane to get up off mm-hmm. the ground. The problem is, that was only the first wave of drones,
0: and it was the smallest wave of drones. You look up, and it looks like a starry sky, but it's actually the drones coming at him. And so um, the last words of Robin are to to Batman. He says, Bruce. He says... um. Tell them I'm sorry. Tell them how much they all meant to me. Dick, Jason, Damien, Alfred, all of them. And he says, um, thank you for everything, Bruce. Robin out. As the he, um, top of the building he, starts catches fire and starts going nuts. Then he also
1: tells Steph, um. He yeah, he makes
0: her. one more call one more call to um, to Steph. He tells her to spoiler, listen, the last few months have been incredible. You helped me discover exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Um, the kind of man I would be. I wish I was going to be there for you. I love you, Steph. And goodbye. And then the next panel is an amazing, heart-wrenching panel of this um firefight coming down on Robin.
1: Just blasting him. And Very you get, brutal. And
0: you get the command from the drones that says, target eliminated,
1: mission com- complete. And then you get to see Clayface, Alfred, Duke, um, Orphan, Nightwing... Stephanie, all just in sad sorrow, hearing mm-hmm. that.
0: And then both Batman and Batwoman show up, get to the tower at the same time. And he, had, Batman, asks her about her fo- her dad, and she said he's unconscious on the next roof. Um, Argus is gonna take over and um, take him to je- to prison. And Batman says, "No, take him to the Belfry, to the Holding Towers. He'll answer for what he's done. He'll answer to me." This is exactly what Jacob was trying to stay out of.
1: The weird thing is, there is no shred of. Robin at all except for his bow staff. No cape. Yeah, he no was mask, gone. There's no body no Just not. It's like he disappeared. He was
0: thoroughly thrashed. Yeah. Um. The next one they show now. This is these. The next couple panels is what we've been saying about this new Batman. Now this that last one where we leave. He says take him to the belfry. That's the angry Dark Knight Batman. Right. He is ticked off. He's, he's going to take some vengeance.
1: Yeah. He's he's um breathing right now too
0: exactly well the next scene that shows spoiler getting home later and then um she takes off the mask and batman's waiting there with her um and he tells her straight up um that the others are taking care of what's going on i wanted to make sure you're okay and that you are safe because he knew about her and tim he said um he's talking about how tim saved hundreds of lives um and he was one of the um doing what basically what heroes do he'll be remembered for doing um exactly what heroes are supposed to do and then um she goes over grabs a letter and he's still continuing how he's the he chose this life he's the he's the only robin to actually choose this um and he's trying to just help her and stuff and she hands him a letter and it was actually the letter from ivy university that he had a full ride scholarship to ivy town university
1: and that crushes a batman
0: that's bit, when he yeah,
1: starts to break down a little bit. That crush, and then um, he turns away and it
0: turns back, and they just hug and cry That's it down. out.
1: Yep.
0: Now that this is the Batman, I love this Batman. The way they're writing Batman and all the different books, showing that he has a
1: heart. He's actually right, a he's man, not just a broody Batman. Exactly. And it is funny because we got to see a little bit of that before the new Fifty Two started. It was in the Flashpoint. At the end of that, that's when uh, Bruce teared up. And actually going through that book with the emotions, reading that, if you get really into it, you may even tear up at the end. I did. Mm -hmm. So uh, Batman is very emotionally evolved. I'm glad they're going back to that. Exactly.
0: And this should have been the last panel of the book. Right. But... But then they had to go and mess with us. You see a flash, (laughs) and you see Tim Drake. He's just stepped out of a light.
1: Yeah, it's like some type of uh, Terminator-esque... Yeah. Yeah time portal or and here, something like that.
0: He's in like a prison cell behind glass and you see a figure in a hood and he looks similar to the guy, um, that the wa- oh, not Superman. watcher, but the guy that's in Superman right now.
1: Yeah. Which is very weird that they would connect them they may not be connected, may not be the same guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is.
0: Yeah. And then, um, he, he a- tells Tim, it's like, um, for the people that he loves, he's dead. People that everybody thinks he's dead, but he removed them from, um, It says we're reconnecting the threads that could could not be reconnected. Um, You're so loved, so deeply intertwined. It became critical that we take you off of the field, and that's where you are, Tim, is off the field. So whatever that means, they topped it. They took him out like this was a chessboard or something. They said, "Well, this piece isn't needed for the moment." It says there's quite a there's quite a bit of your mentor in you. Um, when you want there, um, or when you want there to be, isn't there? Because Bruce or um. Robin tells – or Red Robin tells him, uh, stop playing games. Um, Let me go now or you'll regret it. (laughs) And he says, this isn't over. And he tells him straight up, my friends will come for me. So – and that's actually the end of this initial storyline because the next book is actually the um, part three of Night of the Monster Man, the next detective comics.
1: And that's going to be a great series.
0: And I've actually – I read the – First issue of Night of the Monsterman in um, Batman Six, I believe it is, and it's awesome so far. It's an interesting, interesting story. Oh no, it's Batman number seven. Sorry. So, but that was Detective Nine Forty. We do get to see the death of Tim Drake in that the same way that, um, (laughs) well, it's the same way that Dick Grayson died, that Stephanie died, where everybody in the world, as far as anybody's concerned, he is dead.
1: So, oh, that's going to be a big impact on the. That's probably going to play a big part of Monsterman too.
0: Yeah so um, let's go on to Green Lanterns number 6 this is actually Um, the end of the um, Rage Planet storyline
1: right this was the conclusion for it I enjoyed this pretty thoroughly actually Um, excuse me so as we know of last time Atrocinus and uh, Simon were going at it and Simon broke his arm similar to the same way Darkseid broke Hal Jordan's arm in the um, Justice League uh, volume 1 yeah scroll down for me tell you what's going on on the second page And uh, they have the Hell Tower, and it seems like the Red Lanterns are winning right now with Simon being injured, and Troshan is just taking it to him, and Jessica's in hiding because she's afraid. Yeah, she's hiding in the uh,
0: fetal position because her anxiety is so huge right now that she's such a huge failure.
1: And that's exactly what she's thinking. I'm scared. I'm a failure. All these thoughts are going through her head. Uh, She's thinking about her sister, how she's failed her, and she's so afraid, and she just wants to go back into hiding in her apartment. Um, but she knows she can't go there. Um, they'll kill her if anything happens, and she's getting all these different uh, thoughts in her head. And she's actually arguing with herself. Self, right? And um, it's this one: your fears can't hurt you. They're just thoughts and feelings. You don't, you don't have to own them. They're not who you are, and you're stronger than that. You're better than that. You're, and then boom, her uh, ring starts lighting up. She opens up her eyes, and she's finally made a construct i don't know what this thing really is it looks like a flower it looks like or a flame plant yeah like fire maybe that's what that was um and she says it's beautiful Didn't think She thinks she can make this and uh willpower increasing the ring tells her and um is talking trash to um simon as he's holding him up and then he turns around and says what like what is this it's a green light flashing and it's jessica to the rescue um, the Hell Tower, that little construct she had in her ring, is now taking over the whole entire Hell Tower. It's breaking that apart. And she says, I am uh, I am the Green Lantern, uh, Jessica Cruz. Um, and she takes out all of them, really, with that just that one construct. The Hell Tower breaks apart. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Jessica yeah. was single-handedly able to do that. And I thought that was kind of cute. Then you have uh, Dexstar meowing, and he's <laughs> trying to tell Atrozenus, it's done, and he tells him, Good cat. And they're leaving. They're like, Forget this, the Hell Tower is gone. We've done what we had came here to do. And Simon tells him he's a coward for running away. But Trossis says, Oh, I'm no coward. This isn't over. This is just the beginning. And they leave. Simon acts his ring. Is there any way I can catch them? And the ring guard tells him it's in they're out of Earth's atmosphere. So he said, I'll take that as a no. But with the Hell Tower. Well it to me, it almost
0: immediately says, Red lanterns have departed their set orbit. Red Lanterns have departed the solar system almost immediately. There we, okay, there we go.
1: Yeah, that was pretty fast. That yeah, I didn't think I could travel that fast, but you know, I guess traveling through the galaxy and get out of the Earth, it wouldn't be that hard. So, um, since the Hell Tower is destroyed, they go back to trying to figure out every if everybody's okay. He's looking, digging for her. Then you get a bright light coming out of the ground. Then a hand, and there is Jessica. She's coming out of the rubble. And they're like, we can't believe we won. You're my partner, the best partner I've ever had. And they're just being all lovey-dovey and everything. Uh, Simon has a broken arm. They say, well, gonna go get some pizza. And turns out the bear, the white teddy bear that uh, he got his nephew for his birthday, Jessica was able to find. It's a little beat up, but um, he said, I'll still be the greatest uncle in the world because of this. Thank you, Jessica. So now it's time for them to find her sister. They go back to the Lexmark. And um, Jessica's still stuck Which in I that found, I prepared. found awesome. In the DC Universe, you don't have
0: Walmarts. You have Lexmarts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say something about that, but I think everybody calls it. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. It's like, wait a minute. Lex, you're everywhere. He's just as good as Bruce Wayne almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the construct that um, Simon left her, uh, Jessica's sister in to protect her, the fire fire crew is there, and they're trying to bust her out of that None of their weapons are working. She was like, "You guys might as well wait." Uh, so the Green Lanterns get back, they break her out of there, and she's very proud of her sister. She saved the world. And then now they, they both- th-
0: there is a side, a little side um, thing here that um, Simon says that actually I'm kind of happy about because when he first, when the, this story first started, he grabbed that bear for his nephew for his birthday. He mm-hmm. stole the bear. But in this, he says immediately, um, he right. says, he um, There back. you go, you're free, you're welcome. And then, as a side note, he just says, Now i got to find the manager about paying for this bear. Right. I heard, yeah. So he's not a thief. He just no. didn't have a manager to pay at that point.
1: No, they're all a little angry. I think if we would have said how much money you won, he probably would have said your soul, and that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he's still a good guy. He's going to pay back the store manager, and they get back now to Simon's house. And. He sees his family there, and then his nephew comes out running, and he gets the bear to his nephew. His nephew says, hey, he looks a little dirty and messed up and sins and doesn't look like a normal teddy bear. He says, well, he's been through the war of the world, almost died in battle, but he survives. Those are war scars. Cool! <laughs> <laughs> but then they're interrupted by the, ro- the by this rogue guardian,
0: which I don't remember if – I don't think we've got a name for him yet.
1: No, oh, he's just the guardian, I think. Uh, crazy guard. He says, where's Hal Jordan? I need the Earth... I need Earth's uh, Sector uh, 2814's uh, Green Lantern. They're saying, that's us. He's like, no, that's Hal Jordan. Where's Hal Jordan? He says, well, he's kind of gone right now, so he let us take his place, and this guy's like, great. I've waited all this time to see Hal Jordan, and I guess I'm going to have to wait more until he returns. Well, we do get to find
0: out what's in the box, though.
1: Yes, now, I even have a ring collection, and I need another replica of this ring, because this it's a new ring. This is why he's a role guardian. This is why the other guardians don't trust him. He made a ring. He constructed a ring for anyone to use. Yes, anyone said
0: anybody it can pick up and use this ring. It doesn't. Yeah, doesn't and matter what emotion you do. Ring. Doesn't matter
1: anything. Um, now I don't know how strong this ring is, guys. I don't know if it's a one and done purpose. You use it for it till the time the battery runs out. We have no idea. But there is a new ring, and the color of it to describe it to you guys is, I guess, something like a bluish silver color Um, it's probably going to be silver probably because we already have our white ring that isn't the main green lantern core ring so as the black ring actually I think the black lantern ring had a bigger core than the white lanterns but they were about the same depth and light but we don't really use them Um, so I don't know really what the background or what's going to be the future of this ring or if anybody will even use it in a year's time we may see it in another two years time for a comic book series but there's a new ring out there, and uh, it's called uh, the Phantom Ring. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but exactly. now they're back on the Red Lantern planet. And am I still good? Am I breaking Yeah, up? you're good. Okay. Um, now you have bleez and Atrocious talking. She's saying, oh, I'm so sorry that this happened. Uh, the Green Lantern's got the best of me. Now, she has not told them that she lost her powers, and the Green Lantern Ring gave her back her willpower. Yeah. And in her head, she's telling Atrocious they got me down for a second and I was knocked out. Sorry about that. They caught me off guard when really she wasn't a red Lantern for a while. And that opened up her eyes. I'm thinking, this is my theory. She will become a green Lantern. Maybe, uh, as a series go by, because she's saying all she had at the time was the yellow ring. And she didn't like that when she found the yellow ring, she found or the red ring. She found salvation. Meaning there was other choices out there besides just working in fear. But seeing that green Lantern ring, there's also other things out there being, uh, ruled by rage too she was really herself once again so um that might happen and she becomes a green lantern but for right now just tells her don't worry he's laughing saying i don't care if you got caught off guard and we came back and the hell tower is gone our main thing our seed is planted this was our real end game so it looks like guys as there is a parallax for the yellow lanterns there is now some type of red, and then you're calling this Red Dawn, is in our Earth right now. Yes. dwelling underneath
0: us. That is the first thing I thought of when I saw that, too, because it showed the swirling fire, then it showed an entity type thing in it. I was thinking this is ba- this got to be basically the red version of
1: Parallax. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to deal with that next. And I want all of them to have that. I don't think all the lanterns have these uh, entities. I think it's only the Red Lantern and uh, Yellow Lantern right now. Well, there? until until just now, we thought it was just yellow. Right. Right, true. I think they should, this is my, I thought all of them had it, the reason why the Parallax, it was a different story for Hal Jordan. if I'm correct, that was back when there wasn't even any orange or red lanterns. So uh, now that I'm seeing this, I think every lantern re- should have type of on some planet. That was uh, the end of Green Lanterns issue number six, and the next issue is Hell's Kitchen.
0: Yes, so the next book we have is actually Red Hood and the Outlaws number two. Um, this is continuing trying to put this st- team together. Um, we were introduced to Artemis at the end of the last issue. And this one, um, it starts off with going back to Artemis's chart. that uh, chart, Yeah. Um, Artemis' origin story some, and we find, um, Artemis, when she was born, was told she's going to be this great warrior. She's going to be the champion of the Amazons. And, um, she ends up finding on, um, looks like on Themyscira somewhere. This bow is called the bow of Ra supposed to be this super powerful weapon and everything, and all these things. And um, when she goes to try to retrieve it, um, Nephthys, which must be one of the gods or goddesses, or a goddess, um, takes her down and says, no, no, no. Um, And it says, of course, you set your heart on the bow of Ra. It's capable of shooting the stars out of the sky. Um, But this tells you how you're young because the warrior does not choose its weapon. Rather, the weapon chooses you. But she says, um, I, the post supposed to be mine, we belong together, I can feel it. And the um, goddess tells her, well, maybe someday, but not now. Then we flip back to now where Red Hood's um, facing off against Artemis. And um, she, basically the idea is she's trying to steal something off the train. He is also trying to steal something off the train. Um, but they're two different things. She's trying to get this ancient weapon that's on this train that's um, capable of destroying the world just about. And he's just picking up for Black Mask some genetic weapon. No one has what it is, and so the fight ensues. And they fight back and forth. Um, she's deflecting his bullets. Um, he's talking about how, um, you're obviously, you're an Amazon. He finds out you're an Amazon, but you don't have the bracers, so he starts shooting at her. She uses her axe to deflect <laughs> all the bullets. She's got a giant battle axe. And they start fighting back and forth, fighting back and forth. He makes the mistake of calling her Princess,
1: which is not a good thing. <laughs> no, it was not. She says, call me Artemis, not Princess. <laughs> so um, Somebody else is called Princess that she doesn't really have the best uh, liking for.
0: Mm-hmm. So eventually um, she picks him up and um, he says, well, before you kill me, what is on that train? And she sa- she tells him "It the Bow of Ra is on this train. It's a weapon of incalculable power. Um, an ancient artifact forged in the dark furnace of the black soul. Um, it is the end of all that is, um, or ever will be. And he's thinking, wait a minute, this doesn't, that can't be what I'm looking at. Cause black mask is not a universal tile. Destroy the universe type villain. Right? So, you um, know what
1: he's dealing with,
0: but as she's tapping him on the chest, he, um, is trying, he's hoping that his chest taser actually still has enough charge in it. And he's at, so she gets zapped when she hits him in the chest. At that point, Black Mask shows up and um, is talking about this is awesome. Thank you. That's exactly what we needed, so that we can get um, what we want off the train. And he, uh, Black Mask, tells him straight up, um, "This is every you're every bit as resourceful and determined as I imagined. You're going to make the perfect heir to my life's work," which he's heard before when he was working with Batman. So they're by walking back and forth, and he asks Black, Masks was, Masks, Black Mask what's on the train. Black Mask tells him, um, there's no secrets between us. Let me start by saying that um, I don't know where she got her intel, but it's wrong. On this train is cutting-edge science from the um, science. It's the future of genetics, at which point she's already woke up, um, and she calls the axe, and it flies to her hand, and, um, and Red Hood sees a... Um, shadow and knocks everybody gets everybody down and the axe comes flying through and the battle ensues again there two of them are fighting and um black mask guys start shooting at her and talking about get away from her red hood because we're gonna um we got you covered at which point they both um start running away red hood and artemis and artemis being a trained warrior and knows battle tactics and is asking do they not notice that you're actually um using your body to block me Yeah. They get behind the boulder and she says, okay, I'm trained in battle. I've trained in my battle my whole life. I know when someone's pulling their punches and not actually trying to fight. So they make up, um, they talk about how um, they might both be on the same side at this point. So they decide to start fighting together. At which point they come back from around this rock and Black Mask has a helicopter hooked up to one of the train cars and starts taking off with it. So, um, and according to him, he's still trying to, um, thinks Red Hood's working with him. They get over close to it, and um, they realize, okay, now what are we going to do? Because they're too far away. Red Hood knows he doesn't have a grapple or anything that can get to it. And um, he said, unless you know how to fly, we're pretty much stuck. (laughs) And she talks about how, well, I can't fly. I don't have that power yet. But she grabs and throws him. And she says, I can, um, this one's great because it's almost a Superman reference. But um, it says, if I'm unencumbered, I can cover that distance in a single bound. She can leap long distances in a single bound. So she throws That's him funny, at the yeah, um, container or the train car. He lands on or he grabs hold of the chain hanging from it. and She just lo- jumps and smashes into it. The two of them are just bantering back and forth, and as they do, they're talking is like, "Okay, so where's this bow of raw? I don't know where it's at." They look around and, "Oh no! Well, if this is what I think it is, we're all in trouble." Last thing <laughs> we see is a large um, tube with Superman floating in it. And so this isn't the.
1: New 52 Superman, this is the Superman from the Rebirth costume. Yes,
0: this is what it so looks somebody's like. Somebody's been
1: working really fast.
0: So they think it's, um, so they obviously figured out that this is a clone of some sort. And the next issue is Enter Bizarro. So we actually get a n- new origin for Bizarro.
1: Sweet. I, I, and, um, I looked up some of the art for what the new is gonna look like. Oh, man, he looks worse than the last one. This guy looks just sad. You, you just feel kind of bad for him, like, oh. <laughs> okay. Kinda, worst end of life just given to you <laughs> but um our next issue that we're gonna review here oh don't load them okay there we go it's suicide squad issue number two this um there was a lot of surprise in this issue you guys uh will hear for a spoiler alert once again because woof, oh we spoil everything part? on
0: these books so everybody knows that so at this, this
1: point this is the one that caught me out of everything you the tim drake thing from the batman um i we me and king kind of figured that was probably gonna happen this ending for Suicide Squad shocked the heck out of me. So, as we knew last time, Amanda Waller sent them on the probably most crazy mission I've read from the uh, Suicide Squad. They went to our space and then back into Earth in the sea. So, uh, Amanda Waller, and I don't know who was this lady she was talking to, but uh, she's saying she'll be just fine. Don't worry about the. But well, someone who was sent to Bell
0: Rev to oversee what they're doing. Who is that? I don't know. I don't think we got a name. Or, Har- Wait,
1: Harcourt. Whoever Harcourt is. Yeah. That didn't recognize. Uh, maybe I can look that might be another villain from previously. But anyways, the squad are on their mission. They're underwater, and there's a rocket that Boomerang uh, uh, takes the trajectory and bounces it back off from them onto the ship. And they said, do you just boomerang a rocket? Boomerang says, of course I do. I can boomerang anything. <laughs> and it's so kind of what opened, he does. Yeah, that's specialty. So they open it up, and now they're getting sucked inside the ship uh, with the water. But at least they're inside now. They start taking off uh, some of their. I'm sorry, they take off their gear. Rick Flag never has gear back on since he saved Killer Croc and saved all of them. And then they see a green hand coming up above uh, one of the doors, and they say, "Is that an alien?" No, it's Killer Croc. And Harley says, "Hey guys, will you would you ever think that uh, crocodiles are good at swimming?" Croc says, "I'm not an alien." <laughs> <laughs> um, so now they're starting to get shot at by the team that's inside the uh, ship. And Katana and Harley go at it. It looks like Killer Croc throws them up top to take them out, and they brutally kick them, teeth coming out, blood everywhere. Katana slicing and dicing heads and arms off them. Harley's shooting these guys in the face. This is a pretty... This should be a mature-rated comic book, by the way, guys. Yeah. They go through them. They're having some dialogue. Not really, because Harley's talking for Katana, asking her questions like, you reading good books lately? Any movies? And once they get done killing all these guys, she said, I'm just going to take that as a no, since she never answered. And uh, then the squad walks by. and they Well, hang on,
0: the hang on. Before
1: we get there, the
0: Harley and Katana take down about 15, 20 dudes. And as you do, you see this boomerang fly over the top. The boomerang takes out the last dude.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: So Captain <laughs> Boomerang one. took out one uh, while well, they took out about 57. And he's like, and he hey, says, Harley, you're welcome. Hey,
1: Harley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at that point, there was no, even, there was no point. <laughs> and this guy was like so far ahead of them, Katana would have got them anyway. Yeah. Or, or Harley would have shot him. So it was like, boomerang, you just want to get in the fun. Um, and now they see this lady that they were there to free and reflects telling her who she is. And as we can see the dialogue pass, she has nothing but Harley Quinn tattoos all over her. She even has the pig, well, puffballs for her uh, to, so she'll look even more like Harley Quinn. Exactly. And <laughs> then she looks up and says, You're the the biggest fan you're Harley Quinn, just start fangirling out. It's like, we don't have time for this. Um, so then she takes them. I guess her power is to teleport something like magic. Well, no, it's, um, where this, was this it? Um,
0: they call her Hack. Um, yeah, you can call me Hack. And uh, the cell the cell that she's being kept in was um, had a power dampening field. Now that the cell is opened, um, yeah, um, hang on a while, I... And then you find out that she can actually break into this black vault because she can convert she can convert them into digital information, then transport them through the prison's computer system out the other side. So they're teleporting, but it's basically traveling through the computer.
1: Okay, I was a little lost on what was going there. I, like, I thought it might have been magic, but as they uh, teleport, uh, of course Killer Croc start barfing again. Um, they're all wondering what the heck is this thing, and she tells them it's the Phantom Zone. Once yeah, Rick Flagg heard those the,
0: words. Yeah, it said something in the um, computer or some, uh, yeah, the computer actually had some recordings of different things that the sphere that they found, this cosmic sphere thing uh, had left or had done, and one of the voices were saying Phantom
1: Zone. And when Rick Flagg heard that, he says, time to get the hell out of here, and he's trying to get all his teammates back. He knows what's in there. We all know who uses that, and the people well, that us. Uh, anybody who comes out of the Phantom Zone is not is a good angry. thing. No. Whoever was inside the Phantom Zone, they were in there for a reason. This is Superman's uh, usage, and his villains are only for him for a reason. He can take them out. The Suicide Squad, no one on that team is ready for whatever comes out of that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Boomerang being Captain Boomerang, he's not listening to orders. And he's as Rick Flag saying, come on, we need to move out. He says, I can see something inside moving. Next thing we know, Captain Boomerang is uh, vaporized. destroyed. He's, yeah, he's vaporized. The only thing left are his boots and his legs. Uh, Captain Boomerang is now one of the deceased Suicide Squad members and the guy that was inside of there, Neil before Zod. So yeah, the Suicide Squad just let out General Zod Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot Boomerang, really. But he met his end and then we get a little short backstory of how Captain Boomerang got in there I'm not really going to touch too much on there. It Wasn't uh, We kind of already knew but it just goes in more detail of a woman he fell in love with or at least thing uh, for and how he got caught by Amanda Waller I don't um, think this is
0: actually a true story. I think this whole thing was made I don't think up. So either. made up because it's him Boomerang. telling um, Waller how he got to become captain, and it, it basically is a um, James Bond movie that he with Captain Boomerang instead of James Bond.
1: Mm, yeah, it really, really was. He even had a suit. When does Captain Boomerang wear a suit, guys? Yeah. So, but R. I. P. to Captain Boomerang. I really enjoyed him in these books. I was a little sad when this happened. I was at the computer just, oh, oh. Oh, oh, Zod! See, so I got somehow
0: that didn't register with me right away. I don't know why. <laughs> that he well, actually died.
1: Well, it, I guess it didn't with me, either because before I found out it was Zod, I literally had to go back up a panel and look and make sure that was his leg. It wasn't like he just vanished. No, he got evaporated. I'm sorry, evaporated. He got um, he got destroyed with the incinerated. laser was, Yeah, he really did get incinerated. He got just gone. Oh, God, he's gone. I'm, I'm still mad at that, but this is comic books we'll probably keep hearing stories about but anyways uh yeah when his legs were nothing but left with his uh feet in his boots i'm like yeah he's dead but then i saw who did that and it was zod so i got happy again because we get to see uh general zod again but who the heck on the suicide squad can take out the general nobody Uh, the only person i can think of having any type of power is june moon and we don't know really what Enchantress is yet for the rebirth because in yeah. the past she is, she's deadly. Um, she could actually destroy Zod. Uh, There's a possibility of that, but I don't know how far they're going to go with that. Same as Raven with the Teen Titans, I think yeah. she could probably destroy all the Teen Titans, including Superboy. But we don't really know the full extent of their power, so that's scary in itself. Yeah, but we'll find out in the next issue of what's going to happen with Zod. So, and also, by the way, guys, I think this is also Karma to bite back Captain Boomerang, because this guy is known for letting the rest of the squad die. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess it was just it was about time Karma
0: bit him, and it did. Mm-hmm. So the next one we actually have, we have two more titles for that we're gonna review for this week. We're gonna do Superwoman number two. This is another one that we chose to put on the list because um there's some actually some wide ranging stuff in the end of this book. Just like Zod was in the end of Suicide Squad. I think that's how we're going to choose some of these uh, books that we're going to review. Mm-hmm. If Anything they... that's a short-run series, like this Night of the uh, Monster Men, we're, we're going to cover all those. Um, most of the other books we're trying to choose is stuff that either we're finishing up a storyline that we've already started, like in Green Lanterns, that was the end of the Red Lanterns, um, the Rage, Pl- Rage Planet storyline. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, we got to see, the birth, or, um, see Bizarro. Um, Suicide Squad, we get to see Zod. Um, this one here has another one. That's why, that's how we're going to try to choose these at the moment. So, um, Superwoman number two, we're starting off on the Gestalt. And, um, remember that the whole place is, um, in lockdown and shut, shut down because of, um, the attacks and things. Um, and Luther's still on the deck. His power suit is still de- depowered. And he's, um, talking about how the Gestalt has been, um, invaded everybody abandoned ship they're looking for the rest of the people but as they do they show mercy walking over towards the controls and all of the um guys who are on the weapons controls are out they're knocked out or dead one or the other and uh, mercy launches all the weapons toward and gotta remember they're in hobbs bay right in the center of metropolis and the um aircraft carrier all of their weapons have just been launched at the city so um Luther's looking at, okay, where's one or Superwoman? Do we need help here. Um, whoa, as it jumps. <laughs> this book did answer some questions that I've had for a while now too though. And actually I was surprised by some of this too. I don't know if you were,
1: but um Um I, I'm still kind of lost to a certain things. like I said I didn't read uh too much of Superwoman before, so okay. I was like, Wait, what's going on here? Well some of the
0: relationships in here surprised me.
1: Oh relationships definitely surprised
0: yeah. me as we well, get to go on that it was wow remember uh... lana lang is the only superwoman now um and then they have this bizarro woman still attacking lana in the middle of the ship they're fighting back and forth lana's trying to deal with the fact that um lois said i'm not gonna leave you i'm gonna all good and um but still clark and lois have both um basically turned to dust and evaporated out away from her so she's all by herself she um screams to have bizarro um and it looks like a bizarre woman, so um she blasts her with radiation and she's still standing there. So she can't figure out what's gonna do. Mercy walks up on her, she tells Mercy, get away, you're gonna get um you're gonna get destroyed too. But as she does, Mercy kinda changes shape into bizarro also.
1: Yeah, very yeah, that was confusing me.
0: At that point she just takes off. She as fast as she can up into the sky and steel catches her. And this was surprising steel catches her and um he tells her um now says wait stop um it's me it's me don't and she's like well real quick tell me something that only you would know about me which uh, i'm sitting here thinking okay what since i don't know these i don't know the characters right, right that's now. what i was thinking like, um and he says what are you talking about i was like okay uh what do i only know about you that you ha- i ha- you hate the new pink berry flavor and you love it when i play bongos naked naked that's when I'm like, wait That's, a minute. That's I was like,
1: whoa. There's man. a
0: different relationship <laughs> than I remember out of these.
1: Yeah, I didn't recall that at all.
0: So in this, the two of them are either married or they've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I didn't think that happened previously. I don't know if this is the rebirth thing or they've always been like, they've never told us.
0: Well, at the same time, they get surrounded by police helicopters from the Metropolis Special Crimes Unit. And um so they're being taken into custody. And he talks her into going into custody. Then you get... um a police report type thing that um, then you find out the Gestalt's weapons were basically um, passive weapons. They were made to basically just deter people from attacking the ship. They weren't actually offensive weapons. They were um, like pulse bombs, acoustic cannons, and low-grade psychotro- psychotronics. So basically all it did was knock out the power and things like that in the area. Um, and, but we go to um, the Special Crimes Unit headquarters and Maggie Sawyer being in charge of the Special Crimes Unit again – is trying to figure out what's going on, trying to get the power back on in the city. Then you have Steel and Superwoman um, sitting there talking back and forth, um, or Steel is talking to the um, is standing out in the waiting room. And um, this is an interesting thing because the one um, one of the cops is says great, another one of them that's um, bringing all sorts of mayhem. And he says, "Wait, what did you just say?" And then another cop says, no, "No, no, sorry, Mister Steel, never mind him." I know things are tough out there for you guys. Um, so it's basically different... different co- it shows different cops <clears throat> have different ideas on what um, whether or not they should be superheroes. So the next scene, you get a lot of um, Maggie Sawyer and Superwoman trading stories back and forth, Superwoman obviously keeping some of the story to herself, not telling her what happened to um, Lois or anything like that. Um, but they're talking back and forth. You can tell that they're building a rapport between each other. Um, and eventually... Um, maggie tells her i'm looking for allies not more enemies um but i need to know that who i can trust in this town and um lana says straight up i think i just made a friend in a high place um she and steel are back in the back alley after they've left the police and um you find out lana is getting a nosebleed so obviously her powers are taking a toll on her body
1: Mm -hmm. anybody that has that much uh dna and they're human in them Mm -hmm. that's bound to happen
0: and the interesting thing is, you see, back in the back of the alley, a, a hooded figure watching all of this.
1: And remember, um,
0: Action Comics—that this is the one that's had that hooded figure that was watching the Doomsday battle, that took Doomsday captive, and things like that.
1: We just keep so, seeing this figure around. Yeah, I'm wondering books, who this we? guy is. And like I said, may, you think him and—excuse me—him and um, <clears throat> me, Doctor Manhattan may be working together. It's possible. Mentally, mentally.
0: So, or maybe it is Doctor Manhattan at this point.
1: I don't know. It could be, but he doesn't carry around a staff. It's not his thing. You
0: don't know. I don't. Like I said, I don't know. Then we go back yeah. to um, Luthor and Mercy trying to um, – they finally got everybody accounted for. Their, they have to go take care of um, what's going on in the city um, and rescue Metropolis as always, so Mercy goes with Luthor. Then you get this um, room with some guy on a computer screen talking back and forth, and um, they're talking to the Bizarro Girl. And um, obviously he's talking to someone that's in the room there. And um Bizarro girl or the Bizarro walks in and she tells him straight up or um whoever it is tells Bizarro you failed to bring me either su- either of the superwomen failure is unacceptable failure will not be tolerated and it- failure will always be punished as um the Bizarro is basically being crippled and in, um, in major pain and then um says now set a- get up and repair yourself and activate your the but chlor- sp- the clone spores so something is going on with these with the bad guys then we get to suicide slum and um find out that's where john henry irons is um living with lana and um and his niece i love
1: this yeah i haven't seen his niece in a while either at least me but i haven't read a steel comic book in a while but i thought that was pretty cool
0: I didn't know about his niece because I have never read Steel comics. Ah, but, yeah, um, his
1: niece. She was also in the uh, animated series, if you remember that.
0: And she is a hero similar to him, kind of like um, mm-hmm. if Steel is the Iron Man for, for lack of a better way of doing it, he would be the Iron yeah. Man of the DC universe. Well, she right. just like Iron Man has multiple suits. He has multiple suits that for different people. Right. Um. Now he's she's also designed a suit for Lana before Lana started it, um, using her powers called the insect queen and it looks like a giant bumblebee suit so there's multiple power suits back and forth um and steel and natasha um convince lana to stay home and rest because she's still getting nosebleeds from her powers so she stays home and rest they will go out and patrol so um they go to the anniversary parade in midtown and um atomic skull shows up and at this point lana's going to sleep um and she starts to dream or she's dreaming of lois they go back to the, now this is going back and forth between the two. You go back to the parade and you see Steel and um, Natasha fighting against Atomic Skull. Atomic Skull the whole time is saying, I can't go back, they're killing us there. Um, then you get go back to um, Lana and Lois and um, a nightmare of um, Lois dying and Lana is trying to, um, trying to catch her hand to try to stop her from dying and she wakes up. And you go back to uh, Atomic Skull and the whole time Steel's like, um, I'll handle the Atomic Skull, you go take care of the people. Skull's I saying they're um, they're torturing us, they're killing us, they're treating us like a- lab animals, you can't take us back there.
1: Right. I felt and, pretty um, bad for Atomic Skull. Huh? I felt pretty bad for Atomic Skull.
0: Yeah, and the whole time Steel's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? He says, they tortured us. Then you go back to the second scene, back to um, Lana woke up, she goes and um, and obviously she's been ha- she's had Um, anxiety problems before she actually has a um, volume there that she takes and then um, I believe she does or she takes she takes it out the jar looks at it and that's the last thing we see of her at the moment then we go back to um, atomic stall and steel and um, atomic skull gives them a little more information once Luther or once Lexcorp took over the prison everything changed Um, you can't take you're not taking me back there they're not going to torture me again I want to see Superman. I want to show him. Um, I want to show him what he's done to me. Mm-hmm. At which point, um, you see, um, Superman's not coming, Skull. But I'm hoping for all our sakes, Superwoman will do. And Lana's showed up. So um, that then we cut away from that, and you get to Luther. And um, Luther was trying to go. Um, yeah, they're um, flying into the city. Then. All of a sudden, the Superwoman energy signature popped up on the radar. So he tells Mercy, "Turn the ship around. We need to, um, we need to head for Superwoman." Then he looks around. Wait, why are we at LexCorp? He says, "Enough of the." Then he says, "Enough of this." He realized with erratic behavior, this is not Mercy. At which point, um, he says, "What are you doing?" And she just smacks him across the room. She (laughs) then she takes a prisoner, puts him in a cell. As he's sitting there, what? Where are you? He turns around looking, and then. he turns and sees Lena Luthor, his sister, in a, in wheelchair, a wheelchair with two Pizarro's around her. And tell me that doesn't look like his original green power armor from the 80s.
1: I thought that was.
0: That's what it looks like.
1: So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so now Lena Luthor has been brought into the
1: comic books again, huh? What happened to his legs? Does I don't know. mention that? So I was like, did they paralyze him or give him a stun that will paralyze him temporary Because he's not walking. You might want him to suffer like he, she is right now. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe they, um, did some, I don't know. But, um, the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to put it on this was, um, Lena Luthor is also being brought into the Supergirl TV show this year, this season. Right. So it'll be interesting to see the parallels between the two. You
1: think we may see steel in, uh, the, uh, the future?
0: I hope so, but I don't know.
1: I can hope. I yeah. can hope.
0: Well, we got one more book on the review list before we get to the poll list for next week. And this is one I've been looking at, waiting for for a long time. I'm glad yeah. they brought it into issue... Um, is it only issue three? No, it's issue six. Okay. No, 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 six. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know why I had the uh, wrong do one. Do you want to go over this one together? Yeah, we can. Uh, well, I, hmm, I'm just going to say for right now, until we get to the end, me and Ken were right. We called it. Yeah, we did. We really did, but uh, they, they did well cover that up. Yeah. But... So, um. Is this just some random thug or what what is this No, guy? this is
0: something it's in Central City, obviously and um someone is being chased and um he's saying leave me alone and he looks like a um looks like either a homeless guy or a random thug and um and it's Godspeed holding him up by his ankle then and he says yeah. because no one should escape justice he says please don't kill me but he says don't worry I'll make it quick and painful <laughs> and this guy basically gets dragged through the streets
1: which is I, a little um, different
0: than the way Godspeed's been doing it
1: yeah, though as he said, quick and painful, because he's running, you know, yeah. blast speed. Well, but that guy's still going to feel it until then.
0: Yeah. Well, the next couple yeah. of pages is basically Barry second-guessing himself, because remember, at the end of the last issue, um, Godspeed wiped out the um, everybody that was in the um, Star Labs, took them all out, and um, including
1: his girlfriend. Took all their speed force, yeah. And she was evaporated. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, one of the things um, we were talking about with her suit. Suit was still there, but she was not nowhere to be found. Exactly.
0: Well, um, you get August shows up and um, this telling um Barry how um that he's still looking into his brother's case, but the case has gone cold again. We need to um start figuring out. Then he looks and says, "Have you actually slept? When was the last time you left the lab?" And Barry's talking about how he actually just got done calling the families of everybody that was in the lab.
1: Yeah, he spent all night just telling them, "Hey, you're." This this person has died
0: <laughs> because th- basically he's feeling all their deaths on him because he was the one in charge. So um, a lot of back and forth. Him remembering, him th- beating himself up about it. Um, and August tells him, "I know you want revenge." And uh, Barry says, "No, I want justice." August, mm-hmm. um, when are you going to understand that?
1: Because uh, well, August's uh way of justice is different from Barry's. Mm-hmm. Well, then he still you wants get... revenge for his brother's killer.
0: Yeah. Well, we get to find out that um. Not all the speedsters are dead. The um the girl that they had buried taught her how to um slow down. Remember her? Was she yeah, spe- um, talking at super speed again?
1: Of course, as she always does.
0: It's Avery, and then she says, okay. "Um, he called." She said, "Mr. Flash." She's like, "Wait, wait a minute, slow um, down. Um, you're talking at super speed again. What's upset you? What's um me? are you upset about, Doctor Dwan?" She says, "Yeah, but that's not it. Sorry, Godspeed struck again." So they go and out I, and watch the police or before, the um news story.
1: Before we get uh, too far, I just want to say, um, I did like because last week you called it, or two weeks ago, I can't remember. when We uh did the pool list for this one. Um, you said the same thing that happened to Flash before. Wonder if he's gonna remember. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good that they kept that in there for the rebirth.
0: Wait, I did. I did. Wait. Oh no. What
1: What did he remember? Where's uh when she her costume was still there, but she wasn't. And you yeah. were saying how that looks familiar with what happened. We all knew it, but we didn't know Barry would remember. He does. Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, he said that he said the same thing happened to me so she may not be dead and August is like Barry it's okay to grieve. Yeah. I am with Barry. I don't think she's dead. I think in God and uh oh, 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 August might have uh, been onto something after what Godspeed did. Yeah. Oh, maybe in another issue. She we might not see her for a while now. But anyways, as you're saying they saw Godspeed's uh, last victim on the exactly. news.
0: So Godspeed's
1: taking people out even more um and then, um, they're looking
0: at the, watching the news feed, and August says, um, this brings the murderous Godspeed's death toll to 12 and, um, flash looks and says, well, how do they know his name is Godspeed? And it says, because we told them is the the other speedsters said, um, they went to the press because the people need to know. But if Godspeed's only killing speedsters, we want to, um, we want you to take our power away from us. And he's telling them, I don't know how to do that without hurting you. Right. Um, but I'm promise I'm going to protect you. Then he, then they just shove a knife in him by telling him like you protected Mina. So he just, he takes off cause he's got to figure out how is he going to figure this out? So he goes to Iris, the one person who might be able to put some of this together. Um, so it, he says straight up, do you always work in the dark? She had already heard about the, uh, Mina and she knew that Barry was um, dating Mina. So, um, she's consoling him. And, um, as they're talking, um, Wally walks in and says, wait a minute, Dr. is dead. Because yeah, remember she was that. helping they just Wally with his speech. training, yeah, and she starts um, blaming, or he starts blaming Barry, and says, "No, you should be out there investigating this. Find out what's wrong with her. This is your and, job." Um, it's like the two of them are both confused. Like, wait a minute, calm down. What is going on here? But um, as Wally walks out of the room, because uh, or as Barry walks out of the room, going after Wally, Wally's disappeared. Then he looks and says, "Wait, did Wally just?" Cause yeah. we, and then in the picture, you see Wally running with the um, Flash logo on his chest. But um, then he says, um, "Do you, he goes back in and asks Iris, do you know where Wally goes when he's upset? And she says, don't he worry, says, don't he'll worry be back it. when he cools down.
1: Yeah, just what teenage boys do.
0: And um, she pulls up all the information she has on the, the dead bodies and stuff. And um, Barry looks over the information and um, for the latest set of victims and uh, looks down and he says, "The um, he's trying to figure out what was the victim's name. Of the one guy, because she found there's one guy because um, Godspeed. Remember when he steal their would steal their power, it would basically suck all the life out of the people. Right. Well, there was one guy that was killed in a different manner, and he was dra- it looked like he was basically dragged through the streets. And um, so Barry asked him, "Well, do you know the name of this person that was different?" He says, "Oh no, he recognized the yeah. name."
1: Yeah, Barry is a detective.
0: Here, it was actually the guy that August thought um, thinks and has the gut feeling that he killed his brother. And so Barry stops him and is like, what did you do? And um, you find out that um, August killed this guy. And um, Barry's talking about how, um, what if you're wrong? He says, I'm not. I know this guy did it. Um, he says, um, I just want justice for my brother. Barry says, that wasn't justice. Um, then August asks him straight up, what is? You tell me you um, still trust the system? And um, yeah. after what happened to your father? And yes, Barish I trust it, yeah. the system. That's why I still work in the system. Um, they, he says the same system that let my brother's killer walk.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't he there says, with
0: me, but – yeah.
1: And that's when August says he deserved to die. Mm-hmm. That's his justice. And then now Flash is just telling him basically the evidence um, could have uh, still probably proved the innocence. We don't really know that. He says, as far as my father spending those 15 years in prison goes, the police were wrong, but still the justice system works. Exactly. And then he Now he's going on his rant about the justice system didn't work for my brother's killer. It worked different from both of us. You see it different than what I do. Um, the man who murdered my father is was still free, and I had to take care of that. And he said, you murdered a man. You, that's being a criminal in itself. He said, I just took one of the criminals off the streets. He didn't see anything bad about it. And he says, wait a minute. Do you mean tell me you killed the other speedsters, too? He said, oh, they didn't know how to use their powers anyway. Then he asked him, what about Mina? And he says, Don't worry about her, you guys just got started. You thought what you had was a great love affair. Just don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Then that's when Barry punches him in the face. And then you start to see uh August lightning starts coming out of his eyes from his chest. And somehow this costume seemed like it's gravitating on him. And the next thing we know, August is Godspeed. Exactly. Well he says
0: um, he was trying to figure out a code name because remember we've never given him a code name yet. That's right. And he yeah, said I he was, was thinking about right. calling himself the new and improved Flash, but it really didn't work. So instead, he realized that these with these I powers, am- he is judge, jury, jury. And, executioner, and executioner. So he named himself Godspeed. And with that, and- he takes off and says, "Flash, come catch me."
1: Mm-hmm. And as they're running, he's saying, um, "Why would you kill all the speedsters? Why would you do that just to get their powers? You're not a hero." And, and says, uh, who- he says. Because you say so, and he says, um, "How do you think it is?" He said, "Well, at least I'm faster than you." And he said, "I know you've been trying to figure out uh, how do I do all this, and I figured out something you've never been able to figure out—be in two places at once." And if you remember back in the job, he said, uh, "Barry, you look so beat. Why are you so tired?" He said, "Well, it's always been hard for me to be the flash and work at this, at the um, as a forensic scientist, but somehow August always was fine. But now we know." he can be in two places at once and this is how he deceived all of us exactly godspeed and just being august
0: himself well that's how they had actually hid that he was godspeed for so long because there were a couple of scenes where godspeed was attacking someone while august was with barry
1: and if i remember correctly wasn't godspeed holding august at some point by the collar i don't remember i have to go back and look same here but yeah so uh next issue is no more speedsters but we do have uh godspeed's hands going really fast you got about five different uh hands going and one of them has blood on it so he's being buried to a pulp right now oh yeah
0: but Barry knows issue. what it's like to get hit by those hundreds of thousands of punches
1: <laughs> I think he's no he's figured out from the previous uh speedsters that's attacked <laughs> yeah but uh it seems like godspeed so far maybe the fastest villain he's had
0: quite possibly
1: So that actually
0: finishes up our reviews for this week. Um, We only have one more thing to do, I think.
1: Yeah, we got to take a trip to our special store.
0: And this week, as every week, the comic shop pull list is actually brought to you by the Shazbots. Check them out on Facebook and iTunes. Let them know that DC Superpower sent you. Um, and this week, we're actually doing the pull list for September 28th, 2016. And I'll take the first one, if you don't mind, and then we'll go just All alternate right. back and forth. Okay. The first book we have for this week is Action Comics 964. Who is Clark Kent? Part 2. Superman comes face-to-face with Clark Kent, and he is and he wants answers. But first, the Man of Steel must protect his alter ego. Clark Kent tells him all of this, sh- all or tells all in this shocking issue. And don't miss the return of a ghost from Smallville past. Art by Patrick Zercher and written by Dan Jurgens.
1: And our next issue, uh, for our pool list is Batgirl issue number three, Beyond Burnside Part Three. After Batgirl faces off against the second villain with the Mark of the Student. She must set off to Korea to get to the bottom of this mysterious attacks before someone close to her gets caught in the crossfire.
0: So she's making art. a
1: world render um, trip yeah, all around Asia. She's coming isn't like she? a James Bond right now. I'm like, wait a minute, Vacker. You should, first I thought you was in Gotham. Now you're just everywhere. <laughs> um, art is done by Raphael Albuquerque and um, written by Hope Larson.
0: Well, the next one is that I'm all excited about because seeing Terry again so, is yeah, back you talk in the costume. About, uh, Batman Beyond oh, Rebirth number Batman 1. Beyond. Now, I actually read the um, issue 13 of Batman Beyond where um, Tim Drake walks away from the costume and gets Terry McGinnis back in it. I may have to go back and get the rest of those books because that's the only one I've read in that newer series. I'm going to have to go back and read it because it is awesome the, what they did with that.
1: Yeah, my buddy was really into those two uh, at Akron so I've heard good things about it.
0: Well, this is uh, Batman Beyond Rebirth number 1. It's six months after the passing or after or that. Try that again. Six months have passed since the events of Batman Beyond number sixteen. While areas of destruction remain in the outside world, Gotham City has made great strides towards reclaiming its bright future. But with new threats arise, uh, but new threats arise, and old adversaries may be coming back. And the question still remains: What happened to Bruce Wayne? Art by Ryan Sook and written by Dan Jurgens. No How's wonder I like this. What did happen to Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Uh-oh. happened there, but we do well, know Terry McGinnis is back in the costume.
1: So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that one up too. Anything with Terry McGinnis, because I think that's what turned me off from buying. I was like, Tim Drake, no. Um, and the bad thing is, we both love Tim Drake, just not as a Batman Beyond. You yeah, know. <laughs> I guess we're picky, huh? Um, well, our next book is Blue Beetle issue number one. Jamie Reyes is back home, but just when he thought he had group had drafts on this alter ego, the Blue Beetle. He discovers everything he believed about the scarab is a lie. According to the mysterious Dr. Fate, with dire warning about the symbiote that is fused to Ray's spine, Kit Nelson, the original welder of the Dr. Fate power, seemingly on the verge of insanity, has he come to save Jamie and uh, as he claims, or will he try to eliminate the Blue Beetle no matter the cost? I can tell you that with him being a good guy, no, he's gonna help them and I like how it is the original Doctor Fate back again. Oh yeah. Um the art is done by Scott Killings Kill sorry Scott Collins and uh written by Keith Griffin. So yeah, I, I'm I'm liking the Blue Beetle. We have Doctor Fate back, we have the original well original Doctor Fate back, the original Blue Beetle, and we have our current Blue Beetle. Um I'm loving this series. That's gonna be one I'm gonna pick up I think all the time now.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they where they go with it. It's kind of cool to see the two Blue Beetles working together.
1: Oh, I love that so much. I, I didn't think that was going to happen at all. And I I love both of them because of really Booster Gold it made me a fan of Ted Cord. Yeah. And uh, the new Blue Beetle is completely different from the original. And it's kind of like the spin of Batman Beyond to Batman. It's more of the suit. But in this case, the suit is the main power. Without that, the B- Blue Beetle is nothing. So um, I love yeah. the technology they put in there. Well, the next one on the list is Deathstroke number three, The
0: Professional, part three. After Slade Wilson discovers that someone has put a contract out on his daughter, Rose Wilson, a.k.a. The Ravager, Deathstroke reluctantly travels to New York City to save her from a deadly ambush. The art is done by Bellardino, Bravo, and Joe Bennett, and it's written by Christopher Priest. Deathstroke's been okay. It hasn't really um, grabbed my attention though much.
1: Um, certain parts grabbed my attention with what looks like happening in the other one with, uh, Ravager. Um, I'm going to pick it up because she played a big part in the original Teen, not original Teen Titans, the Teen Titan book in 2005, uh, yeah. 2008 run. So I'm going to have to pick that one up just because of her. Okay. Um, but the Deathstroke comics, it, I don't hate it, but it's not something I have the most interest in. Yeah. Um, well, next on our list, we have Detective Comics 941. Every time I say these numbers, it just amazes me they've been going this long. Like, yeah. wow. Um, Night of the Munstermen Part 3. Batman and Batwoman take to the streets in a motorcycle death race against the monsters that transform faster than they can keep up with. And at Blackgate, something truly terrifying is growing in the prison's darkest depths, and its eggs are hatching. Ooh. Um, art by Andrew T. McDonald, written by James T. the Ty- Fourth, and Steve Orlando.
0: Yeah, it looks like – I believe Steve Orlando is actually guiding the all six parts of this Preston. Night of the Monster Men. And Tinian oh, okay. is, their no, is the normal uh, Detective Comics writer. So they, okay, so they're teaming up together for this because exactly. of Night of the Monster Men. So, yeah, because uh, the other two that they've done um, that came out this past week was um, Batman and Nightwing – and um, they have the actual writers on there, but Steve Orlando also. So it looks like Steve Orlando, this is his story. but um, And I read part one from Batman. It, it, it's pretty good so far. It's, it, it's a di- little different, but um, I'm th- I think I'm, I'm liking it. I got to read Nightwing. I still have it sitting here. So this is going to be interesting seeing where they go with the Monster Man. we got three more issues after this. Hmm.
1: Well, so, that will be exciting.
0: The next one up is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 5. Sinestro's Law Part 5. Sinestro's Fear Engine powers up as the Green Lantern Corps streaks across the galaxy to find Guy Gardner, but instead come face-to-face with the battle-ready armada standing in their way. Art by Ethan Sciver and written by Robert Venditti. Um, We didn't review Hal Jordan of the Green Lantern Corps number 4, but if you guys get a chance to check it out, it's kind of funny. And um, I love Guy (laughs) Guy Gardner in this one. Yeah,
1: Guy Gardner is one of my favorite Green Lanterns. um, So, yeah, he he brings that comedy relief to more than any of them yeah <laughs> just ridiculous um next on our list we have suicide squad number three the black Vault part three it looks like a well-deserved day off for a suicide squad until things go too far and the rails uh when the bizarre energies of the dark sphere amanda waller's team brought back slowly drives everyone in Bla- bell rave penitentiary to act as violent bloody madness Everyone except for the Crown Prince of Crazy. Harley Quinn, who's somehow been cured? Now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. They're not mentioning anything about
0: um, Zod, Zod on this one. At all. So is that maybe just something they you were know,
1: seeing? you know it could have happened? Maybe it's something he's seeing? Because I see Captain Boomerang on the issue here, but I thought he was dead. Yeah. So mm, Interesting. Mm, very we'll interesting. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'm very curious. Uh, art by Scott Williams and Jim Lee and written by Rob Williams. It's That's cool very, to see Jim yeah. Lee in something. Oh yeah, that's, I think I'm more curious about that than any book so far.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's weird, because like I said, we had um, Zod in the last one, so...
1: Yeah, okay, I think they mentioned something about that, cartonia, but instead, still like they were mentioning Joker.
0: Yeah, well, the next one we got up on the list for next week is The Flash, number 7. Lightning Strikes Twice, Part 7. Still reeling from Godspeed's devastating attack, the beleaguered Flash re- realizes that to defeat this menacing new foe, He must take away the Speed Force power from Central City's new Citizen Speedsters. There's only one problem. They don't want to give it back. Art by Carmine D. Gianna... Try that again. Gian Domenico. And written by Joshua Williamson. So it looks like not everybody wants to give the powers back, like the group that already talked to him.
1: Yeah, so um, that's going to be a pretty good uh, comment. Anything you with the Flash right now, with the story, it seems really good. Um, the next book we have is Hellblazer, issue number two, The Poison Truth, part two. No one likes rejection, least of all John Constantine. But even though there's threes a crowd, he's going to find a way to involve Swamp Thing's hurt, uh, hunt for Abigail um, Arkine. And art done by Mort, <laughs> I love how that's the only name, that's, that's their name, Mort, and written by Simon Oliver. So we get
0: more Swamp Thing in this one.
1: Oh yeah, I'm thinking they're setting. Up, I feel like they're setting up Dark Justice League somewhere down the line. We're gonna get that. Okay, maybe.
0: Well, next up we get the Teen. Ti- we finally get Teen Titans Rebirth. I've been waiting for one. this for a while. <laughs> yeah, I want to see where they're going with this. It's the Teen Titans are farther apart than ever before until Damian Wayne recruits Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and the new Kid Flash to join him in a fight against his own grandfather, Ra's Al Ghul. But True Th- now- Leadership, huh?
1: Right, so go ahead, finish. I'll tell you after okay. you get done.
0: But true leadership is more than just calling the shots. Is Robin really up for the task, or will the Teen Titans dismiss this diminutive di- dictator? Now, the art for this is done by John Boy Myers and written by Benjamin Percy.
1: I was gonna say it sounds like uh the Justice League versus t- uh Teen Titans movie. Kind Remember of that. Yeah, you know, his grandfather at the end. I was like, hmm. Yeah. We're gonna play off for any of this. And then the new team from Rebirth came out and it looked familiar. Now that sounds familiar too. That might be the new wave. Teen Titans are just going to go with. But well, our next is... I'm well, sorry, hang on. Gonna Before
0: say. we get there, look, it, we finally get to find out who's on the team, though. Right. It's, we get Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Kid Flash instead of Cyborg, basically. But it's the right. team we've known as Teen Titans for a while. They're going back to the Trident characters. Same uh, characters. And it's going to be probably the young um, Wally West will be the Kid Flash in this.
1: It is. It is. It's not our our Wally still. I don't know. He's like,
0: in Titans, <laughs> which actually is the next book you're doing.
1: Yep. Uh, Titans issue number three, The Return of Wally West part three. That's funny. The team, sorry, the Teen Titans. The Titans receive word that Karen Beecher Duncan, A.K.A. Bumblebee, has been kidnapped. Is there a connection between the shadowy new foe and the um, intergalactic demon that stole their memories? Art done by Norman uh, Ratman and Bennett Booth, and written by Dan Abnett.
0: Okay, this is the one title that's actually usually furthering along the rebirth storyline so this one's going to be good
1: yeah they, they this is the one i think really start off the rebirth uh well because a kid flash and the flash
0: Hmm. well we got one more book that's coming out next week and that's wonder woman number seven it's the lies part four one god down how many more to go diana takes another step closer to the truth and see trevor confronts his past art by liam sharp and written by greg Rucca. well we made it to the end vernon
1: <laughs> we did we did pretty good episode i say
0: oh yeah plenty of stuff to cover comic-con new york is gonna be awesome it'll be great to see some of the news that comes out of it
1: yeah well anytime they go they're like so i've been following these guys since i was young i didn't even understand what comic-con was at the time just yeah. from seeing like wizard magazine they would uh always talk about that
0: well um also, have a good time at um, Hall of Fame Comic Con this weekend. You're gonna have to come back tell us all about it. Let everybody know um, how good a time you had. Hopefully, you can um, get to meet um, Perez. As I um, drew a blank, George Perez. That'd be fantastic. I wish I could make it, but we're gonna actually be at a different festival that weekend. This weekend, so. yeah, we are.
1: And but then-
0: um, before we finish this up, why don't you let everybody know where they can get how they can get a hold of us?
1: You can get a hold of me at um my, was my Instagram at wolf uh, My Facebook is Vernon McWayne Moore. My Twitter is vyellow. And you can find me and Ken for any um, DC Superpowers uh, podcast news and pictures. Our Instagram is DC Superpowers Podcast. So is our Facebook page, and for our Twitter, it's Superpowers DC. And you can find me on
0: Facebook and Instagram, or Twitter and Instagram at gw1ken. And on Facebook, I'm just Ken Rose. So, um, we're also members of the Tangent Bound and the Weeby Geeks podcast networks. And we are proud members of the Geek Watch 1 family of podcasts. So, Vernon, do you have anything else before we wrap it up this
1: week? Uh, yes, uh, for the fans out there, if you're listening to this right now, um, or if you're going to listen to it when it comes out and we drop it, um... Let us know how you like the format we got right here because with all the fall TV shows coming up, we're going to have to shorten our comic book list. I know it's going to be so many good ones coming out, but um, let us know how you like it. Do you want us to do maybe a couple from our favorites, um, any events going on, and focus more on the TV shows? Let us know. Leave us some comments. Exactly. Also, do you like free comics? Well, we like free
0: comics. I know you do, Vernon. (laughs) So um, if you want a free comic, Go over to iTunes, leave us a rating or review, let us know um, what you think of the show. That way you can also let everybody else th- know about the show before they actually um, have to, to listen to it. They, it always helps if you look through the comments and say, okay, this show was good, this show was good, this show was terrible. It helps you decide what you want to um, if you want to see it. Um, We'd love those five-star reviews, but leave an honest review. Let us know what you truly think of the show. Uh, but we have two reviews on there now. As soon as we get ten reviews, we're gonna choose one name out of everybody that reviewed the show to send free comic books to. All you gotta do is leave us a review and um, wait. As soon as we get ten, we send it out, and then every multiple of ten after that, we're gonna send more free comics out. So, but if you're in that first ten and you got a one in ten shot, so um, head over there, help us out. Um, then I think I'm pretty much done for today. Do you, Vernon? Think so. So, super friends, we'll see you next week.
1: You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast.